and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Rand Dunnigan. Dude, did you get that picture I sent you yesterday? You sent me a screenshot of like it was, it, uh, it looked like a, is it like a Halloween tour? Like they're doing like a concert for like all the Halloween music? No, dude, it's literally John Carpenter is traveling around the country playing like his greatest hits from all his movies. Just literally him and a keyboard? Well, I'm assuming there might be some other people there too, but yeah, mostly him and a keyboard with like maybe a backup band. But I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude, like that's something you never really like think of is like John Carpenter just traveling around. Cause I kind of thought that a while ago. Like I watched his last movie because I had it sitting there for like five years and I felt kind of bad called The Ward and it was pretty mm-hmm. good, but it's just one of those ones I'm like, dude, that's the last movie he made and I think that was like 2008 or nine or something like that, maybe 10. And... I, you know, it's just like, I feel like, what, what has he been up to in the last while? But, like, the idea of just, like, an 80-year-old man traveling around playing his jams, like, especially, like, those ones, because, like, every single one of his movies has, like, sweet songs, you know? Whether it be Escape from New York or fucking um, um, Big Trouble in Little China, of course, Halloween. But, you know, it doesn't matter which movie it is. They all have a sweet song in there. I could just see people just, like, get shooting up devil horns and all that, and he's just like... You motherfuckers know this one? It's like stage dives. I know, the next one's like, okay, we're going to go with the big trouble. It's like... Or even like the the Salt on Precinct 13 one, that's like one of the... That's a badass song, too. Mm-hmm. The dun dun How's it go? It was a really good one. It was kind of like almost like a military march, almost, but... Uh, it was like, it was something like, dun, 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 dun. not that exactly, but something to that effect. <laughs> but it was kind of funny. Cause like, it was like one of those Spotify emails. So it's like, you know, because of your artists that you listen to, it's like, Oh, cool. <laughs> it's like John Carpenter. And that's, it's coming up in like November and it's dude, it's right at the Warfield in San Francisco. That's pretty awesome. So I'm like, which one, I, the Warfield, it's like, I know it has seats above, but it doesn't have seats below, but I just can't imagine it just being like a free pit down there or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, they'll probably put seats or something in for a concert like that, but I'm like, oh, that's totally awesome. Well, the war, I can, I can, I mean, I, I don't imagine that being just like a, like, I don't, I mean, don't wrong, there'll be people there, but I don't see it being ridiculously crowded as if it was like, you know, some like major band playing or something like that. There'll be, they'll, it's because most of me just meet movie people there. They'll yeah. probably be, they'll, they'll almost probably treat it like they're at the cinemas almost. Like, let's be respectful. Let him play. Yeah. It's like. There's some guy over there eating popcorn real loud. They're like, get that fucker out of here. Get that fucker out. Yeah. He can't, if he can't eat with his mouth closed, he doesn't belong here. <laughs> the mm-hmm. security yeah. comes and pulls away like, no, no, no. <laughs> just a, like a panic scream. Like, <laughs> just did not expect this Yeah, he sees the guy getting pulled off. He starts to play. And he starts to play. He, as he gets pulled away, that's when he starts to play like some song where Michael's killing somebody. Yeah, exactly. But I was just like, I'm like, that's just a cool idea. It's like something you would never really think about. I mean, obviously, yeah, you see those composers have those ones. Like John Williams has done those kind of like, but they're mo- they mostly always feel like they happen in like one place. It's like, it's in New York and that's it, you know, or it's in, you know, somewhere that you have to travel far. It doesn't seem like, oh, it's a full on tour like any other band. <laughs> with, you know, like well, bands, I feel it's like, I think it just, it'd be funny if it's just like, with like opening bands too, like. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some young composer. 
I was gonna say like the oh. guy um, who did like all the DCU stuff because he's he always kind of mind me like John Carpenter anyways. Um, Chris was on the- uh, Chris Clark or Chris Drake or Nate or something. Yeah, like uh, something Drake. Chris Drake, I think, is it? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Or it's like the guy who's been doing soundtrack to Drive. You know, like all this very John Carpenter. In, yeah, in, like, like wa- stuff. kind of wannabe stuff. That's but not I'll a bad say, thing though. I'll- I'll say this. I mean, there's a lot of movies that I've come out recently that I do that I like that do that whole '80s synthesizer thing. But I'm getting really tired of hearing like in every like quasi independent movie or movie trying to go with an independent vibe. Are you kind of see? I've never really gotten too sick and tired of the synthesizer because I always feel like that's like the best way to like score any movie is with the synthesizer. Well, I feel like it's, it's like all right. I liked it in The Guest, and I liked it in like Drive. But it's just like whenever hobo there's with the shotgun, hobo with the shotgun, because I think I think those are very fitting. Because they're meant to be throwbacks. But then they they used it, I think, a little bit in Death Note. And like, why are you using it in Death Note? I mean, Death Note doesn't even it's not set in the '80s. It's not meant to look like the '80s. It's yeah, same it should, director it have, as the guest. Yeah, it should have. Oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. That actually, like, because that was one of those ones when that Death Note movie kind of came out. I was, to me, it was just one of those ones like, why do I care? I saw Death Note the anime. I've seen the Japanese movies. You know, it's like one of those ones, like, I mean, how many times are you going to make a movie off the same thing? It's like, especially in, like, under 10 years. My so I thing just, is, I, 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 go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I just didn't, it's not saying anything against it. For all I know, maybe it's like, especially when you say it's from the director of the guest, that's like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. But for the most part, it just feels like one of those ones, like, it's just like when you kind of get more of the same thing just over and over again. And it's kind of like, you know, they, they did it fine the first couple times. I don't know why we have to keep making the same thing. It's one of those things where if you said that it was like, uh, if you never watched Death Note, it would probably be fine. It'd probably be a, a, an enjoyable, weird little horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might might be thinking like, oh, this kind of sounds like that Death Note thing I heard about, you know? And like the the, uh, the, the, the two really good parts about it is, well, I'm gonna say good and a half. Um, uh, William Dafoe is Ryuk. Uh, the way they animate him, the way he talks, the way he acts, really good. He looks mm-hmm. like, because they only showed him part, like, in the shadows. A lot of times he spins and he's in the shadows. There's a couple times you see his face clearly. I'm like, oh, that looks really good. And then the guy that plays L, he, he mm-hmm. did a good job. He did a really good job. But the last act, they go, it's it's not L. It's, he's chasing him down with a gun. We have a whole foot chase. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that. That yeah, you know, L is not known for his athleticism. So yeah, he it's eats one cakes of... all day long. He's probably like he's that kind of kid who probably like takes off and get, well, runs about all of fifteen feet and then stops and goes. <gasps> and even though he's really skinny, he's just like super out of shape. Well, my thing is like you look at L. I'm surprised he doesn't. He's not covered in acne and doesn't have like diabetes because all he eats is candy and sweets. And well, he, he probably will have diabetes in about five years if he didn't die. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, anyway, so it, Soli is a like kind of a qua, like quasi, you know, horror, um, not slasher, but I guess mystery, murder kind of story. It, it, mm-hmm. It's interesting. It, it's not yeah. like it's not it's it's, it's decent. It's, it's worth watching, but don't go in thinking, oh, Death Note, because every once in a while Ryuk will come in, I'm like, oh, there's Ryuk. It's kind of like Death Note. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like the mom and pop in Oklahoma version, but it, I, I, I think that's I think that's a good thing. It's one of those things, well, it's kind of like mom, pop, in the Oklahoma version, as in, like, I feel like, it, it, how do I put this? Because mom, pop, in Oklahoma probably don't go to very many slasher flicks. It's kind of like 
say you have like that friend who um, doesn't watch anime, doesn't mm-hmm. like anime, but then they they probably like this movie. But, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But it's one of those things where it's not like um, it's not because it, there there are some because the the gore is pretty good. And there, there is some interesting scenes in the movie, but it's like it's one of those things because the whole thing about Death Note is um, Light. He he's a sociopath, and I'll be honest, I never really liked Light, but I didn't mind watching his story because he was smart. And it was you know you could you could watch a whole story not liking somebody, but if they have enough redeeming qualities, you kind of want to know where they go. Mm-hmm. Light, I didn't really like him, but he was really smart. The whole thing with him is he was a sociopath who. Th- he was. He said he was in, in, in it for justice, but he really wasn't. He just looked more for a reason to be on top and thought he was he was superior than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And he got a little bit of a the power of a god, basically. And this, he's very much of like, I'm a good guy who just wants to do good, and I got this. And he, oh no, the power's too much for me. And and he he's very Americanized. He's very much of like, it, he's not meant to be a villain in this at all. Huh. Well, that's as I said. Like I think it's like one of those ones. Like I don't really care to see it still. Like, but I think it's good for. It's almost like it's it's a good story that like I know some people would just put up because one they either see the anime version and go fucking hate anime or they see the Japanese version and go fucking hate subtitles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think it is good that there is a version like this just for that kind of audience who can actually so you can see the story without having to put up with all like you know your racism. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's just what it sounds like. Because at the end of the day, if you hate anime and you hate subtitles, you're probably slightly racist. <laughs> just, just saying, just say, just slightly. Not, 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 like, not like hardcore racist. You know, it's not like you're out out there like flag waving racist. It's more just like you have that sort of like slightly bitter thing. Not walking around with tiki torches, nothing like that. Yeah, just that kind of thing. That like if you see like maybe an Asian guy go down the aisle, you kind of come to it a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah like uh, there's that whole there's a whole stereotype oh no there's a couple of big black guys down there but like they have the one guy who's really couple, afraid of Asian there's a couple people. Asians they're just gonna there. do like just do like backflips chasing after you what doing yeah. kung fu he <laughs> just buys into all the stereotypes well I'll say this in like every kung fu movie though there always is like that group of mostly Asian guys that like they're almost kind of like the gangster guys like whether it doesn't matter what year the kung fu movie's made where they do feel like if you were that guy to walk down the wrong aisle with them they would like hassle you and you know what I mean? And then, you know, some kind of kung fu scene would break out, but it, obviously if you weren't trained for this, it's not going to pan out very well. I think I may have said this before on the show, I don't remember, but if there's one person you do not want to be in, like, a, like, say, 80s and back Hong Kong movie, it's a little kid. Because what's <laughs> going to fucking happen is you're going to fucking die. If you're not going to get die, die, you're going to get smacked around. Like, there's one part, like, and I think it's Big Boss... And the original, the original Chinese one, I think, it was Fist of Fury. But um, uh-huh. he comes up uh, like some little kids. Uh, oh, it wasn't um, actually Fist of Fury. The Chinese Connection. Maybe I'm wrong here. No, um, it's, it's Fist of Fury. I think's the English version, and then the big boss is the Japanese name. Or I mean, the, the Chinese, Chinese name. In Chinese Connection, what was the original that's the, name? That's for the that? second one, and then I think that one's actually called. Fist I almost want to say Fist there. of Fury in China. It's confusing, yeah. especially when you go to buy the movies because you're. I'm always afraid like something's like, gonna. Like when I was buying Fist of Fury, I thought I was gonna buy it over twice because I wasn't gonna find the right one. And Way of the Dragon, it's called Way of the Dragon in I China, but it's actually Return of the Dragon here. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And they just kind of like, 
we'll just treat it like a sequel, but it's not a sequel. Ah, oh, they won't fucking know that. <laughs> same guy. Yeah, same guy. He, 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 one of them, he dies. The other, he goes to jail. Whatever. Same thing. Die, jail. What's the difference? Plus, this one takes place in modern day. This one takes place back in, like... 1902. I don't fucking know, dude. Shit. Throw it on the fucking rack. Or on the, on the projector. <laughs> yeah, the projector rack. <laughs> they didn't have DVDs then. I forgot. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or VHSs. Anyway, um, they, uh, what's I saying? Um, yeah, like, there's that part where, like, the kid, as soon as, like, Bruce Lee gets to town and Big Boss, he's walking around. It's a little kid. It's just how how cartoonish it is. It's funny to me. I don't know why. I'm just a little kid. And plus, it's dubbed. So the dub, dubbing is always awkward back then. He's just like, rice balls! Come get your rice balls! And then, like, some guy's like, oh, you got there, kid? What are you, what are you rice balls? Oh, good. The guy takes the basket. And then the other guy's like, hey, guys, come on, guys, get, gather around. Get some rice balls here. Come on, come on. He says, okay, that'll be... Two cents each. What? Uh, uh, two cents each for the rice balls. Get out of here, little bastard. Punches the kid in the face. <laughs> beat him like they are balls. <laughs> Our rice balls. I don't got two cents for them. Then all of a sudden, the kid goes running off to the cousin. Like, he took my rice balls. And then, I don't I, They intervene. I don't, I don't think it's Bruce. But I think Bruce is about to intervene. His cousin intervenes. Because it's a little, little bit in that movie before he fights anybody. Mm-hmm. And then later, when they go and they kill everybody in the family except Bruce... He just walks in the kid's room, just this distant shot of the kid face down on his bed, knife in his back, which I think it's meant to be, like, a very, like, horrifying image, but it's just one of those things that just, like, I don't know what about that, the way it looks, just so cartoonish, like, like, I guess for how much that kid is kicked to the curb in that movie and never gets redemption, it almost comes back in kind of like a, uh, Old Gil from the Simpsons kind of way, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just that's all you're going to get now. You're just going to get a knife in the back because you're a little kid trying to make a living at age eight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask me why that why that's funny to me because any other scene, because like Rambo, the, the, the last Rambo, one of the hardest things to watch in that movie is when they're gutting and shooting those kids and those uh, villagers. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, they just have them run out there, they go through the landmines, and you literally see them bayonet a little girl. It's hard to watch, but it's mm-hmm. it's building up to a moment where you're going to see Rambo go, Fuck yeah, kill Exactly, so it's like you sit through it for that. But something about that part in Big Boss, I can't help but just... It's kind of like the same thing, to bring it back to John Carpenter, Assault on Precinct 13. I didn't get any sprinkles! Boom! Well, that's just how the 70s were. The 70s just had, like, it didn't matter if, like, both Chinese and, like, um, American movies are pretty much European as well. Like, they just, like, they went hardcore about everything. Like, I think at that time period, you know what? You know what's going to be fucked up is just shooting a little kid or stabbing a little kid. And I think just by doing it, like, without even, like, having any remorse or anything like that, it almost makes it slightly funny in the long run. But well, I, just, um, I just I just imagine like if it was like you know like here's your sprinkles it literally is kind of sprinkling on them for him. So. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like an '80s one. Like I'll give you some sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> like the one-liner moment instead of yeah. the '70s, so it's just like quick and to the point. It's funny. Um, I'm working on Pizza Boys for the script right now, 
And what that movie is, for anybody who doesn't know other than Ryan, <laughs> is that <laughs> it's all about the, the gangs now making a movie like they were in high school, so they have to go back and make kung fu movies, because that's all we ever seemed to make in high school was something kung fu, or at least kung fu-oriented. It was kung Or even fu- if it wasn't kung fu-oriented, it would at least have a martial arts scene in it for some dumb reason. It was either kung fu-oriented, a tw- Tarantino rip-off... Maybe quasi Kevin Smith ripoff or ripping off an anime, which kind of falls into kung fu. When it's it was mostly action. all that combined together more than anything. But mm-hmm. kung fu was always there, no matter what. It didn't matter what we were making. There always had to be some type of martial arts scene. It seemed like, and they never were really great. But I think it was just fun to shoot. So, I just, to give you a, to give you, a, I remember there just being like, because <laughs> we would actually go out in the woods. With swords. Now, granted, these aren't real battle-ready swords, but still, like, people ranging from, like, 16 to 18 with swords out in the woods with a camera. Like, we're gonna go make a movie, Dad! Okay, whatever. (laughs) And, and, like, just the idea of just, like, you know, showing this, like, okay, you guys are actually out there really slamming metal against each other. It sounds kind of gay when you put it that way, but yeah, like, we're, yeah. Well, at least we're not slamming wood. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were in practice. (laughs) <laughs> we were choreographing the scene. Yeah, but it was one of those things where I remember just, like, my parents literally turned, and they're just like, you guys really went out there and did all this? Like, well, yeah, it's on the it's on the screen. Like, yeah. what if you guys could have really got fucking hurt? What, what, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. Just, it's a cool shot, though, right? And like, I don't care about the shot. What do you... They actually literally got mad at me. <laughs> they saw, swords. Well, they literally saw us, like, swanking swords in this movie and all <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny, there's a line I wrote, or there's like a little bit I wrote in there yesterday, where once, like, the whole point's like, we gotta go get the bank gang back, just like Blues Brothers style, so we can shoot this movie again, get all the friends together. And when they come back, your character's writing the script, and I can't remember how it starts off, but some somebody goes, like, oh, dude, we, we gotta get um, this one girl for a scene and stuff, and Kyle walks in, he's like, the rape scene? And you're like, there's no rape scene in the story. He's like, dude, there's gotta be a rape scene. Every 70s kung fu movie seems to have a rape scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then as people keep coming in, it's almost kind of mind me almost like it's an Always Sunny in Philadelphia moment where they keep walking in and people are like, what scene? A rape scene? Oh, dude, I can't wait to do this rape scene. It's like, dude, there's no rape scene going on here. And it's like, rape scene! <laughs> even look over at Audrey like, Audrey, you want to be in a rape scene? No, I don't want to be in any scene. <laughs> just start I, I just imagine like, like, rape scene, rape scene. You're like, dude, there's no rape scene. And the the couple of people I know that Audrey's based on, I can just imagine either of them just not even saying anything to Kyle, just looking at him blankly, just walking out the door. Yeah, just like no. <laughs> like I could just literally see. I won't say your names, but um, I could literally see the the main inspiration for her just being like Kyle, just stop. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> just. I, I, I like how that uh, we'll, we'll talk about because I just read Pizza Boys three and I really liked it. I kind of liked them as they've gone on more and more. And I like I think third one's the best one so far, which is pretty good because mostly like what, it always seems like generally this doesn't matter what kind of story it is, but lots of times things kind of go. You know, the first one comes out and that's like you know the, the baseline. I guess you can say no matter what. And then the second one comes out, and a lot of times that one always seems kind of be, like, the sort of maybe sometimes better. If it's music, it seems like it's kind of, like, the lesser ones. They're like, oh, fuck, these are all, like, our extra tracks. We put all the good ones on the first one, and now we just got to fill up a second one because it's year two. And then, um, and then like, the third one can be kind of, like, and it can be, like, a mix-match one. Sometimes it's either, like, the really, really good one, or it's kind of the one where it's like, oh, the third one's really kind of petered out just for a moment. And then they came back, so it's good to see it's kind of, like, stair-stepping. Yeah, yeah. At least it's probably my favorite so far out of the three. Um, for If this is the first time you've been listening to the show, Pizza Boys, to some extent, it's almost kind of like, Old Man Orange, 
the comic book to an extent made by Spencer. Only kind of like, um, basically kind of quasi. I'll let you explain. It's your book. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I well, it's something kind of nice when you hear somebody else trying to explain it. Well, the way I kind of it's it's kind of fun because sometimes I sit around. And it's like, well, I don't really hang out with my friends anymore, but I at least could draw and write about hanging out with my friends. It almost sounds kind of <laughs> sad when you like say it like that, but that's sort of like. Everybody's always kind of busy, and they're all you know doing their own things. But so it's like, we'll get, the, I'll get the gang back together in cartoon form. <laughs> in my mind, yeah, no, well, it's like, well, at least out of the four guys, I talk to one of them once a week on Skype. Yeah, that's about the that's about the closest thing. And then the other ones I talk to every once in a while. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, what Pete's Wise is is just like. It's almost like it's a sitcom. It's a comedy. It's you know just about friends hanging out, doing all kinds of things, getting the situations. If I had to sum it up to like, what is it like? I would say it's similar to something maybe like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, or you know in a comp book form. I go for the vibe of maybe something similar to Scott Pilgrim or Clerks the Clerks the comp books, Clerks the animated series, and maybe Strangers in Paradise even. So something like along those kind of lines, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, for as many comic books as I read, I, don't, I really don't see anything like it. I'm always kind of glad for that because, you know, you know, when you go to like a Comic-Con and you pick up some just random indie books and you kind of go, it's not, you know, not that they're bad looking or anything like that. You know, the art's decent and everything like that. But you do kind of realize you read some of them. And you're like, well, this just feels like a knockoff story of G.I. Joe or here's a knockoff story of like, I wish I was like Robin or I wish I was, you know, some type of superhero and you know, it's always like, okay, it's, it's not bad, it's cool, I, I understand, you you know, you like this stuff, but sometimes I just kind of feel like, you know, it'd be nice, just something a little bit more original, and at least, I don't know, toot my own horn here, but I definitely, I don't see anything that's like Pizza Boys, that's the one thing. Mm-hmm. I also well, don't see, it. I, I break the rule where they say, never make a black and white cover, well, I just make a bunch of black and white covers, because I don't want people to pick up a book that has a colored cover on it and go, what the fuck, the book's not in color? You don't want to mislead them. Plus, no, I want I want it like from the very beginning. You know what you're getting into. The only other book that I know that's a comic book that has a black and white cover is Clerks. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything else that really has black and white covers. Plus, that's fitting because you know the, the movie and all that. But mm-hmm. um, regarding Pizza Boys for a second, uh, that right there, I think that one of the things that makes it really stand out, aside from its own our own personal ex- well parts of parts of it, personal experience because it's semi based on a true story in, in certain aspects. Yeah. Um, I think part of it is that a lot of the times you don't really see like sitcom style humor or it's always sunny in Philadelphia style humor in comic form that much. Mm -hmm. And usually when I see like comedy, uh, comedy, um, how do I put this comedy and independent, I'm sorry, can't, can't even talk today. Comedy, independent comics. They usually have a little bit more of kind of like an art school kind of vibe to them, which this does not seem to be going for. It seems to be... Yeah, it's like trying, the exact opposite of that. You're almost trying to go for something that looks like it was probably like on Comedy Central, like in the 90s, maybe. Yeah, because it's like... There's other ones that like... There's cool books. Like this book that I've been reading recently called like Octopus Pie. It's got a weird fucking name, but like... It, it's the total like, I live in New York. I have an art school friend's. My roommate's a hippie, you know, and it's it's a, it's a cool book and it's funny and it's got I like it because it's got like really shitty artwork, but not like in a bad way, you know. It's just like oh, it's like those kind of books you look at. It's like anything's possible, <laughs> and it's like it's a cool book. Check it out. But that is definitely like what I, I feel like. So many books that go for like that indie scene. That's like they either take place in like one. Or, a lot of times they're always New York. It's always like I live in New York. You know, I just got out of art school. I'm trying to find a job, 
and it's like you know we hang out with hipsters and there's you know coffee shops everywhere where like I feel like this book is like it takes place in the mountains they hang out in the woods it's California but not the California that anybody knows I'm, I'm just I just googled octopus pie and it looks like um, I like the art style it looks very Scott Pilgrimish yeah it's like Scott Pilgrim as fuck but like it's, it's a good book though I mean like I picked it up on sale or something for like five bucks and it was like 500 pages or something like ginormous <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was like, so it's a cool one, you know. And I like, I just pick up ones like that. Like another book that I really like the artwork in a lot is called that Black Metal, and I think I told you about that one before. You told me about. It. I want to check that one. Where it's out. like those two like um, like Norse kids that are living. I actually like the way that book started off was better because it almost felt like a sitcom at first, and then all of a sudden they started to like go into like the depths of hell with like a me- like a black metal band and fight demons. And it sounds weird, but that was actually, like, I liked it more when it was just these kids, like, hanging out in school and just being way different than everybody else, almost. Like, the comedy and that was, I thought, was better, and still it started to become, like, like a Lord of the Rings adventure story. I was like, oh, well, I mean, it's, it's not like it's not cool, but, like, something was, I don't know, I liked the comedy part more. I was reading, uh, what was it? It was, um, I'm currently in the third volume of Low, which is by Rick Mender. And uh, I just got done reading uh, *Reborn* by Mark Millar and um, and uh, Greg Capullo, and yeah, I love that book. And I'm for for it was one of those books where I'm just like, I really like that. Oh, there's gonna be more. Okay, that's good. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know if there was gonna be more or not because it just mm-hmm. felt like because then he went on and he started doing Batman Black Metal, so it almost felt like okay, well there was this nice little fun book, and now let's go make some money. Well, I don't know if. Uh, Capullo's gonna be back on it. Maybe he will. Maybe I haven't looked into that, but I know uh, Millar. He, uh, I read his the interview in the back, and he says he wants to make five volumes of this thing. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, like on Pizza Boys three, like it goes into a story of like, in a sense, I just use because like every single issue, I've kind of had these like stories throughout time of like, okay, I always had Jim stories, so I use that for the second one. I always want to incorporate the podcast because I realized that there was. Literally, no. There's only like one comic book I ever saw that had podcasts, at least like somewhere in the title. Like nothing else has podcasts. I mean, they might have podcasts in them, but they're definitely not like shown with a podcast. So I think that's kind of cool. And then yeah, the, the lifeguarding one. It's like I had like an idea a long time ago for like oh, whether it be a movie, whether it be you know. So most of the time, all these things start off as movies. <laughs> Back in the olden days, when everything was like we're making movies. Kind of funny how that goes, and now it's like. I won't say what happens because you, you told me where it goes, but I'm kind of like, I, I kind of like how you kind of, as you told me, like, well, that leads into like what some of the stuff we're doing now. So it's like how we got to where we're at now, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, there's a time period where we used to make movies like they're going out of style and it just became harder and harder because the thing about a movie, is you just can't make a movie really by yourself. Or it's just no fun to really make a movie by yourself. Let's just say that. You know, you kind of want to have like an ensemble of actors and crew and you know that but once the second people start failing you but um yeah that's like what this you know that lifeguarding one just have all these like lifeguarding stories so it's like well let's just throw this in there just make the pizza boys they need a job boom we'll just give them a job for the summer and then i wanted to make that thing feel like it goes by kind of like because if you look it's like almost like every like two pages or so it almost like skips ahead like two weeks two weeks two weeks two weeks so that it has that feel of almost like going to like lifeguarding because it's only like last two and a half months or something like that so it always feels like it's like by the time it's over, it's like, oh, that, that went by real quick. It's like, yep, that's summer. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, liked, I liked how the one guy who took the job really seriously, how you kind of modeled him after kind of like an out-of-shape Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah, I guess he's kind of like that. I didn't think about Russell Crowe. I just kind of made him kind of like... There's, are you not impressed? You like literally had him pose like Maximus in that one part. Oh, yeah, well, that part I thought of it just like that because the guy gets so into like saving people, almost like that's his like goal. 
Like, this is the only job he's had since he was, like, a teenager. He's never he's never worked anywhere else, so lifeguarding's all he knows. So even in the off-season, he's the guy who's just maintaining the pool, like, taking care of it. He's also the groundskeeper. And then when it's actually when it's actually time to be a lifeguard, he's just like, out of the way, I got this, I got this. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's always ones, like, if you can get that year-round lifeguard job, I think of that, it's like, dude, that's probably, like, that would be, like, the most ideal thing. Because I looked... I was just flipping through, like, not too long ago, and, like, I just saw, like, they had the lifeguard jobs come up, and I just, like, wanted to see what they were getting paid nowadays. Like, they're getting paid, like, $20 an hour nowadays. It's like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> I was That's like, it was like entry level was 16 bucks an hour. I'm like, what the fuck? But the downfall is you, you can only get it for, like, two and a half months. That's where it kind of, like, loses its thing. It's like, that's why I spot, like, what you need is you need, like, some senior pool that's open, like, all year round. I mean, the sucky thing is, is when something bad happens, you're going to have to go in and get some fat, out-of-shape senior from, like, the bottom. Like, that's going to be kind of <laughs> tough. But for the most part, you'll never have any rowdy children or anything like Bring that. Bring in the crane. Just like, uh, uh, uh. It's just like that Mario Party mini game where you have to, like, pick up, like, the other people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like the. Well, think of, oh, you think about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm wrong here. We are trying to build up to a, you know... To a particular kind of future, and it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit. Maybe not like right away. Give it maybe in forty years, possibly they'll start training it be a robot lifeguard. So or just something happens, or like you know there'll be some mechanism. Someone falls over, some mechanism just pulls a person up, like revives them, then yeah. like tumbles them to the side of the pool, goes back to doing what it's doing. Oh, I, I definitely agree that, like, in probably not even that much longer, not, probably not even 40 years, I bet you soon, like, they won't even have humans, like, being allowed to, like, do anything medical. It'll be all robots, because the robots will be so much more, like, precise and everything like that, and they'll be able to, like, dial it in. Like, they're, you know, the way that they'll have it all kind of geared up is, like, they're, the way they can feel is they can feel the exact amount of pressure they need to put on someone's, like, rib cage, not just, like, a human just going fucking, I'm gonna save this motherfucker's life! God damn it, if it's the last thing I do! You know, some the robot's not going to have, like, those, like, emotional feelings happening. Some hose shoots out into the guy's mouth and pumps air. Yeah. Some kid, some little kid bystander sees that, gives him a fetish for some shit. For, like, she's at too young, too young of an age and just, like, fucks him up for life. Yeah, exactly. And I also liked the Pizza Boys 3 because, like, it just made, like, the people, because I always felt like the people at the pool that a lot of times show up and... It really, at the end of the day, it's probably like this in almost any city. It seems like it's kind of like the trailer trash, ghetto trash, like daycare. Because you can send your kid there every day for like two bucks. Well, <laughs> like, you, what kind of daycare can you get like six hours for like two dollars? I will. Plus, you just said like one day, one day after you got off work, you came to me and you're like, dude, it's just like. I, it was like I just looked out in that pool. I just saw bags of Funyuns floating around. An empty bottle of Mountain Dew. Some mom in a moo-moo is like, Jarvis, get in the car! We're glaring now! <laughs> well, yeah, I just remember watching like fat ladies like that get like all drunk up. And they're like, Mama's coming in the pool! Sumo jumping in! <laughs> You're like, oh, God. <laughs> what would you, you say? What was it like? Get ready for the tidal wave! Like some like, fat mom. <laughs> yeah, she's like, really... big old lady jump in. Like, wow! And she'd do like, I don't know, uh, like, oh, what's that? I'm trying to blank on what it's called, where... Tidal wave? No, the one where like they jump up and they pull one knee up and the other leg straight. Um, <laughs> it's the I same name. As, it's the same name like when a semi truck like turns sideways and like the it's like at a right angle going down. T bone. T bone. T bone. Oh, fuck. I know you're talking I, about though. I can't think of what it's called, but like yeah, it just jumps like. Woo! 
But, you know, as I said, like, up here you get, like, redneck people, but I bet you in the city it's pretty much probably all the ghetto people is like, oh, cool, I can leave my kid here for $2? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't really – I'm going to say this. You don't see a lot of rich people, like, dropping their kids off there. They got their own pool. Why the fuck would yeah, they go to yeah, this? exactly. You know what I mean? Why would they go to the poor people pool? Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's really – at the end of the day, that's what a public pool is. It's, like, the ultimate, like, poor person, like, place to, like, hang out. To make it local for a second, why do you think the pool in, like, uh, Sonora Fitness is so expensive? They don't want none of those people there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Charge $120 a month. That's how you keep out the poor people. Yeah, because I was going there. What, how much just for the pool? Like, 120 months? Fuck that. Went the other way. What if I want the gym, too? That's 180. It's like, it's like, I, I've been inside. It doesn't look that nice, dude. Yeah, it's not that nice. Jesus Christ. I should have, like, a robot personal trainer for that price. Yeah, exactly. Can, can I have a real human personal trainer? No, you get a robot one. <laughs> but still it's just one of those ones like they're already training like they're already they're already self-driving cars but they're just not totally legal yet i mean they've had um they, like i want to say uber put them out in the street a couple of times just to test it out and all that mm-hmm. and uber's one of those companies like we're rich we'll deal we'll, we'll deal with the consequences later like they, a couple of their self-driving cars actually got into accidents with buses because they didn't take into account the way bus drivers drive and now that i ever like at least once a week I'll see one of those, like, it's because, you know, it's it's a guy driving, but so the thing's learning the way the guy drives, but it has all this equipment attached, this little spinny thing around the top of it, so yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, this is what this guy has to do all day, this guy just drives around town, letting the robot scan everything and take the way how he drives, how he moves around certain things, just like, gee, that, that, now he, that's this horror movie waiting just to happen right there we got this self-driving car turns out one of our original testers was a serial killer so it's like driving the way he drive <laughs> like Grandpa oh no it's down, infected like, all of them the yeah. <laughs> exactly even though it's one of those ones there's always those people that like the second that one of those self-driving cars crashes they're like see that's what we got to get rid of them and it's like no 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 that's you know, just like everything else in life it, there's there's that trial and error period we just got to get past because i'm all for the self-driving car i think that's the I, greatest invention fucking ever because, well, my thing is, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I totally get the point of it. I'm just kind of like, I know there, there's going to be that period. Whenever some new invention comes out, something that is going to better, the company knows, like, all right, this, we got we to prepare a press statement, like, years in advance because we know someone is going to, like, Pokemon Go, for instance. It's not, it's not nearly as big of a jump, of course. But it's just like, you know they had something planned. Like, okay, eventually some stupid fucking kid's going to walk out in the street, get hit by a fucking semi. And yeah. that didn't happen exactly, but a girl walked out in the street, got hit by a car, and it was just... Did the somebody most... walk off a cliff or something like that? I overheard that. That might... I'm not yeah, sure I don't that know if that's... that's a, see, that's the thing, though. Some of these things could be rumors, for all we know. Like, like yeah, the kid, he stepped off a curb, but they turned it into, like, you know, telephoned it out to being, oh, he walked off a cliff. <laughs> There's one where they actually interviewed him. It was just like a... It was like a... It was a total kind of like, you know, redneck in the pool, Katama. And then you had, like, the uh, daughter who was, like, some 14-year-old kind of, like, buck teeth. Like, no, it's that Pokemon game. It wasn't my fault. Game wanted me to cross the street to catch the Pokemon. And my, my thing about that is that anybody, she says, it's not my fault. It's just that goddamn Japanese devil game. And it's the Japs' fault. That's what I say. We need to go back to World War II with them. Show them how it's really done. Like, all right, that's right. Let's back away. Let's back away. Um, no, she I, was... You know, when I see a couple Japanese people in the aisle, I stare clear of that <laughs> one. I just go around. <laughs> I don't need my Oreos just yet. 
I don't want that Jap stank on me. She's like, geez, this lady's now got the microphone, and now she's just really expressing she's herself. She literally grabbed it from the... From, like, you know that mom was probably like, okay, honey, what you're going to do is you're going to be playing the Pokemon game, and mom was going to push you out in front of the street, and we're going to make a lot of money. We're going to sue the G-Pan. <laughs> we're going to sue them Japs. You know how much money they got, right? I mean, hell, we had to pay already for all your Nintendos, so expect this. You know, we're, getting, we're just getting our money back. It's our civic American duty. Come on. Come on, Betsy. Get your ass out there. <laughs> Mom, I don't really want... Betsy, you better get your ass out there. Mama don't want to work no more. <laughs> oh, shit. It's a Mercedes. Go. <laughs> Just big boots are into it. <laughs> I know. And the guy's like, oh, I'm so glad I got my Mercedes self-driving. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking, it's like he's he just got maybe he's eating like fucking um, sushi in the car. Like this is the greatest thing ever. I can eat and drive at this. Oh god, there's something. <laughs> Chopsticks and all. Yeah, fucking flying up in the air, like stabs him in the eye, like ah, bleeding out. Yeah, it's that Pokemon Go follow. No, I know that's not very top. I know it's like very of the moment, but no, but no, I remember like when they um. When it happened, like, Nintendo literally came out was just like, look, uh, we apologize, we recommend you be safe. We, that's why we have a picture of someone playing the game while, look, while a Gyarados is about to attack him. So keep that in mind. That's, that, was, that was foreshadowing. That was a warning. And, and the other thing about that is I, only, I, don't, I, I removed it from my phone just because the thing would take up so much memory. And once I realized, oh, oh it takes up ca- like a gig almost. It took up so much memory. And then once I realized, oh, you have to capture the same thing a lot of times in order for it to get like higher level or whatever. I was, and plus the battling system is just like swiping, tapping and swiping. I was like, oh, fuck that. I thought it was going to be like an RPG. Um, mm-hmm. What was I going to say? Uh, uh, fuck, what was it? Uh, oh, yeah, anyway, anybody who's played the game, you don't even need to cross the street. If you see the fucking thing, you just click it. That's all you got to do. You don't got to look at the thing crossing the street, moving around and try and catch it. You literally just have to just... The thing will appear on the screen when you're near it, and then you push a button. You put, you click it, and then you're there. So this whole thing, I get made me cross the street. Oh, you stupid mother! And the, they're smart enough to know not to like put it out. Like, oh, out in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of nowhere, you know? Yeah, because you could, you can't really technically get them outside of cities and towns. So yeah. it's one of those. Because I remember like the first day, I'm like, oh, this be awesome. I'll, I'll go fucking take a jog and be like playing Pokemon Go. And it's like, oh yeah, you can't find any of them out like on the trails. <laughs> For like some reason, one. Pokemon's really like Starbucks. They really like Union Square. They really like Walmart. They really like places that involve shopping. <laughs> That's so weird that happens. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. It's one of those what games. that's like, I mean, it was fun for its like little moment, but it, it, they just they just really need to make it like literally a Pokemon game, and I think it'll be the most amazing thing ever. If all, mm-hmm. all if all they did was just make it just like every other Pokemon game that's came out. You know, have the exact same battle system, the exact same level up system, and instead just you know, you know, I mean, if I'm finding out the way you catch Pokemon like that, and then you should be able to battle your friends and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know why that's like two years later and they still don't have that feature. For but. two weeks, I kind of like just walked around, like just walked around my neighborhood, just like let's see what's over here, let's see what's over there. Oh, I heard there was like a Dratini over here or something. I remember like for a friend's birthday, we actually went out to Ocean Beach at night and we're catching like. Slowpokes and Krabbies and like mm. dr- Dragonairs out there, and it was fun. But then like, yeah. it was one of those things where okay, that was yeah, 
You don't, I'm done too. Yeah. Okay. It's killing all the memory of my phone. I got podcasts. I got to download. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those ones like it, it, it is a fun game. I mean, I still have it on my phone just in case. Like I always feel like one of those days that you get somewhere and you're really bored and you're like sitting in a city and you got nothing else to do. And you're like, Oh, wait a second. I got Pokemon. You know what I mean? So I have it for, like, that moment. You know, it's always good to have a handful of games on your phone just in case you get stuck somewhere. But, mm. like, that that's kind of, like, if you do have some friends or something like that, or something that I always thought, like, I know in, like, some cities they were doing the thing where, they I don't know if they still do them, but they're doing, like, it's the pub crawl with Pokemon. <laughs> you know, it's like, go get a beer, catch some Pokemon, then go get another beer, catch some Pokemon, and keep going down the street until we're just hammered, fucking drunk, yelling Pokemon out. <laughs> Well, you just literally hear, like, a parade of people like, I want to be a therapist! I want everyone! All cut key together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just marching down the road and everything like that. That literally happened right by my apartment. Um, that pub crawl, or one of the, one of the mini. Yeah, I mean, literally, and I, Yeah, literally, because there's, like, the super bro-y bar right across the street from me. And, like, the first week Pokemon came out... There's a bunch of people going down the street just singing that song. Like, <laughs> it was one of those things, like, it was just one of those things where I remember just, like, because when you're a kid, there's that period where everyone loved it, and there's that period where everyone, like, not the, everyone, the, the, but the, most the five people. Dark years. Yeah, there's that period where all the kids were all like, oh, it's lame. It was the coolest thing in the world, like, two years ago. Now it's the gayest, stupidest fucking thing. I don't care anymore. You know, you get those yeah. kids. And then. Those same guys, because you look at some of these guys, you know the guy. There was like there'd be the guys that'd be in the same like you know no fear T-shirts or like flat yeah. bill monster hats. You know those were totally those guys. So they would have made fun of anybody playing Pokemon because that's what it was. There was those five dark years where you had to keep Pokemon inside. You couldn't fucking pull it out like mm-hmm. anywhere. Like you would just be ashamed and people would look at you differently and you wouldn't be like allowed to hang out with the regular kids. You know, so yeah, you just, I just had to keep it locked up. I just see this moment where, like, it's this one kid being bullied by a bunch of other people. She's like, why do you like Pokemon, huh? What's so fucking special about it? The one that just looks up, she's like, I want to be the very best. One of their kids steps to the crowd that no one ever was. Like, one of their kids steps to the crowd to catch them is my real test. You know, then everyone just starts coming in unison. The bully starts to back away, like, oh, no. No, our numbers are dwindling. <laughs> Well, that's just how it was. I just remember, like, when those five dark years were kind of over, it was just like somebody brought Pokemon to school, and it was just like, it was, it was just like, it was this moment where it's just okay, where everybody kind of looked around, you know, and there, it's almost like, there was a period where I think there's, okay, there's a handful of kids who are just like, yeah, Pokemon's fucking gay, and then there's the other kids that are like, well, I actually kind of like Pokemon, but I don't want to be excluded from being the popular kids. Yeah, Pokemon is fucking gay, but deep down inside, I hope it comes back. So there was that kind of thing. And then, you know, then there always was the kids like, you know, I still like Pokemon. They're like, yeah, you fucking do. Go eat by yourself, you faggot. <laughs> so, and nobody wanted to be that kid because they saw that kid get ridiculed. So everybody kind of put the Pokemon away for a moment. <laughs> and just to see that moment where somebody brings a, like a Game Boy to school and just like, yeah, I'm playing Pokemon. What of it? And then next thing you know, the next day somebody comes to school and there's a couple people with Game Boys. And then all of a sudden everybody's coming to school bringing their Game Boys. And it's like a mixed match of Game Boys. Some people have Game Boy Advances. Some people have Game Boy Pockets. Some people have Game Boy Colors. There's even people bringing the original Game Boy. That's lots of times showing that they're probably the really poor kid, but that's okay. It was just this unity of game, of Pokemon being brought back. I like to imagine the first person's like, yeah, I, I still like it. What of it is like Judd Nelson from the Breakfast Club, you know, like denim jacket, <laughs> cut off sleeves, fist flying <laughs> in the air, <laughs> like Pokemon Power. He's like, he's like playing against some kid. He's using like, uh, he's using like, um, 
like coughing. He's like, smoke up, Johnny, smoke up. <laughs> well, that's literally, if you took the Breakfast Club and you put him in that Pokemon scenario, like the nerd kid would be the one be like, yeah, I still like Pokemon. And then, of course, fucking um, uh, Emilio Estevez would be bullying him. He'd be like, yeah, you fucking fag. That's why I put like duct tape on your balls and ripped off your hair. <laughs> he wanted, he did, did Emilio, uh, well, Emilio Estevez, the whole thing about his character is he well, that, was that's, like, a, that's the reason why he was in there. Well, he put, he didn't put him on his balls. He put tape, like, on his ass cheeks or something, which just sounds mm-hmm. so fucking gay. Like, what are you like? But it was one of those things where he, like, he did that, but at the same time, he wasn't a usual bully kid. He was one of those kids, like, I'm popular, what of it? But to prove it, I had to do this and actually feel bad and now I'm having a conscience about it where John Nelson was the guy like I fucking I know what your kid you're talking about I did the same thing that was fucking awesome but he doesn't care he didn't do it for to be popular he just did it the nerdy <laughs> freak girl she 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 has no problem admitting she loves Pokemon that's the coolest <laughs> shit to her and, and that's like, why she's ridiculed that's why she is nobody talks to her Emilio Estevez and uh, uh, 16 Candles what's her name um, uh, Molly Ringwald Molly Ringwald, they're both kind of like, oh, no, no, no. And then she's like, well, actually, truth be told, I kind of like Clefairy. I kind of like her just a little bit. And, you know, John Nelson, he likes it, but he's like, he's like, oh, man, I got a Dragonite, I got a Muck, I got a Charizard, I got like, a Rhinoid. You know, like, like, the cool Pokemon. Like, you would yeah. like, fuck, fuck that, like, Clefairy shit. Fuck that Mr. Mime. I only want, only one I start with is Charmander, because he sets shit off, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Smoke up, Johnny. <laughs> you know, it's just he probably named his he probably named his Charmander Dio. Probably nicknamed it. Yeah, that. exactly. Something like that. Well, you know, Amelia Estevez's character. He'd be like that. That's like the perfect example of like, well, I didn't want to bully him. I, I didn't want to break you know the nerd's Game Boy, but you know my friends were kind of peer pressure and tell me like, yeah, come on, Pokemon's for faggots. Like what? What, Emilio, you like Pokemon, huh? Are you one of those fags? Like this nerd right here? Break his Game Boy. Make him cry and run home. And then tape his ass cheeks up. and Give, give him like an anal bleaching. Because that's what, that's what us bullies do. <laughs> Go on, dude, look at him. He's hairy. He's, a five He's not a real person. He looks like a goddamn hobbit. Wait, dude, you know what a hobbit is? Uh, no, I didn't read those books. Fucking loser. I saw the movie. You mean the animated one? No, I don't fucking watch cartoons. I'm not a fag. <laughs> I, I, well, fuck, I just see it like a... Like, I could just... I could just see, like, the five o'clock news. Like, like... It's call it's anal bleaching, but the kids are calling it rock, like ducking and rolling or just something like that. <laughs> they call it How your kids tape. might be involved. <laughs> yeah, your kids might be involved in rip tape. <laughs> well, what do they do? Well they take a the nerdy hairy kid and slam him on the ground and hold him down while one guy pulls his pants down and puts duct tape all over his ass crack and then rips apparently just rips it off. You know, so, you know, some people pay $70 for this. <laughs> so at the same time, it's, you know, though it is punishing, it is almost like, you know, maybe it's a civic duty, too. We're not too sure. The other stri- questions in. Do you think this is good or bad? <laughs> the other- Tom broke out. <laughs> the other street name for it is the Forceful Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, 
I just always thought that was like the weirdest way. It's like that's how he went to fucking there. It could have just been totally like, but he couldn't. Could he just beat up a kid in front of another kid? Or that thing is that had to be partially true. Because how? Yeah, because there's make no that way up? that would not been true. That must have been some fucked up like '70s or '80s kid thing. You know mm. what I mean? Because like I just I, like I try to picture like dude, the '90s was all about like dude, you didn't even, like if you were in the shower like at the gym, nobody got fucking naked. <laughs> It's just like you'd be you'd be considered a fag if you're that guy that like showered naked. You know what I mean? I mean so the you, idea of the, you, so the idea maybe of, they'll be in, a, in like his boxers or swim trunks or something like that you maybe. <laughs> Yeah, well, because there would always be that one kid who did shower naked, and he'd be, like, in the shower just fucking dancing away, you know? He's got, like, his headphones, he's got, like, his waterproof headphones on or something like that, and then, like, nobody would be even near the shower at this point. Like, they'd be like, fuck it, I'll go to, I'll go to the rest of the classes sweaty, I don't give a damn. I remember there was, like, the, uh, there was, like, the most popular kid in my graduating class, and he, he, uh, was, let me think, how did I put this? He was one of those guys, like, you know, he was, like, you know, star quarterback, and he actually was, like, part of the popular kids. He was actually nice, and he actually was funny. He was a quick-witted guy. And I remember, he was just stretching his power so much, he just, like, went overheard him talking to one of his friends, like, fuck it, I'm doing it today. Watch me, I'm gonna fucking do it. And he was literally, did that. Like, just took a shot, you know, like nobody else did. And he just walked around, like, hey, guys! So, you know, just put his arm against the locker, talking to guy, you know? <laughs> just trying to like, oh, like, just trying to just make other guys co- uncomfortable. He's like, I'm still gonna be popular by the end of the day, and he was. So, I remember one time at the gym, the guy was hung like a fucking moose, though. So, you know. so it worked out for him. So it yeah. wasn't like, yeah, it was more no of an intimidation. It was more of an imita- imitation, <laughs> intimidation thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like kind of swings it by, just like, did his wiener just slap me on the leg? Well, I better not acknowledge it. <laughs> I remember like at the gym once. He's like, hey, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You just lightly swing, just. Oh, the side of your thigh? Like, oh, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> when I was at the the gym, there was one time where this guy named Case, who was this, like, kind of, like, almost like, I guess you would say, like, an alpha male type guy, and he comes out, he's like, there's these fucking kids that are in the bathroom, and they're just sitting there, taking up all that space, just talking to each other, not doing a goddamn thing. You know how it's like sometimes teenagers are when they come to the gym. Like, they just <laughs> don't, they, you know, they're not, they're not, they, they fill up more space, like, talking and hanging out more than they do, like, working out. And then as far as the restroom goes, they're not even using it. I just told him, like, well, dude, just go in there, rip off all your clothes, and then just stand there looking at him, staring at him. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he goes in there. I kid you not, like, two minutes later, these kids fucking come all walking out of the restroom. He's like, dude, it worked, like, perfectly. I'm like, yeah, because they're very – all teenagers are very uncomfortable about nudity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I – yeah. <laughs> if, you ever been... get ri- if you ever want to get rid of teenage boys, just get naked. <laughs> Careful the place we're at. Maybe not their house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't invite them to your place. You know, there's a time yeah. and place for it. Yeah, it's got to be a place though where uh, it's it's allowed to be naked. You know, there's Please few places for... in life where a teenager and an 80 year old man can be naked together, and it's not a problem. That's called the gym. Please run for office, like just for that, just so someone could play that. Like, it's like a, it's like a counter protest ad to you. Just like Spencer Scott Holmes says this about your children. If you want to get rid of a kid, just get na- in front of a teenager, just get naked in front of them. <laughs> Keep in mind, teenage boy, not teenage girl. That that would be wrong. I think it's still already a little bit in the kind of the uh, well. No, I'm not going to say gray area. <laughs> yeah, definitely not there. Maybe but, uh, lightish black. 
just funny to think though. Like, yeah, there's 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 one place in life where it's like an 80 year old man and a 15 year old boy could be naked and it's not considered anything wrong, and it's called a gym. Well, plus there's gonna be like some Nambla thing, like yes, keep the gym alive. It's the only place we got. This podcast just skyrockets with Namblum. I hope we don't have any Namblum listeners. I, I I don't think anybody really does, unless you're like pro Nambla. I don't think that's. I mean, it exists. I don't think it's just like so like rampant. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, there's you know there's a Nambla like riot in the street. Well, like oh, there's, there's, so there's, there's so many other there's so many bathrooms for teenagers and men. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the next thing, because now they're just like, well, what fucking bathroom do you use if you identify as whatever the fuck? Next I know, I is. saw the, the other day I was at the gas station, and the bathroom said, like, unisex. and I was, Or it said something else than that. It said, because um, unisex sounds like it's anybody. But there was literally, there used to be a male-female bathroom, and then all of a sudden it's just like, you could just see, and they just put it up, like, on a sign, like a pit printed out sign, like, fuck it. <laughs> we ain't paying for another goddamn, like, plaque. You, you're getting this paper sign... Use whatever fucking bathroom you want. We don't give a fuck anymore. It's just a stick figure with his arms up. Like I don't fucking know. I'm like I don't know. Just like a dick that goes around, like in a circle. A dick, like, like, like whatever it is. It's still it's still like it's still a dress, but you just see a dick hanging from from underneath it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a guy just goes with like, his arms out. Like fuck, I, fuck if I know what I am. <laughs> yeah. Give him like some deer antlers. Throw it to throw it on with it, just in case he identifies as a deer or some shit. But, you know, it was like, okay, and it was totally like a Middle Eastern, like, gas station, too. So, you know, those guys were like, fuck, are you kidding me? Like, we, fucking, Arco has sent down orders that we gotta change all the sides. Are you fucking kidding me? They sent us a whole pack? No, fuck that. I got a better idea. I'm not spending my day going down to Ace Hardware, <laughs> getting a new fucking drill, <laughs> buying screws, and then having to send a receipt just so they can send us the money back. Two months later, God, how about this? Facts. Bam. Staple to the door. It's good yeah. enough. Boom. That's what it is. That's what you're getting. Someone tears <laughs> it down, I'll just stick it right back up there. Because you know what? I have more paper. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. And if they tear it down, big fucking whoop. You know, as long as the, the big Arco man, as long as Mr. Arco doesn't show up and take a look, I think we're fine. <laughs> But no, I just thought that was kind of weird. I was just like, I just never looked at it. I was confused. Like, I didn't know which one I was supposed to go in. I'm like, this isn't me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I thought. I'm like, I don't, do I sit in this category? <laughs> I just imagine just like, would there be like, you know, like uh, children's stories? You know, like, you know, like, like, this is, you know, like, are you my mother? Just like a little baby bird, like going from different animal to different animal. Like, I just remember just seeing just, not just some like, this, is this bathroom for me? Just like a little, like, like, like eight page, eight, eight page storybook, picture book. Yeah, exactly. Like trying to say, like, who you are, who this person is. Like, why does that sign have a, like, have a dress with a huge cock hanging out? Can I go in this bathroom? The kid peeking into, like, a bathroom with just, a, like, with a bunch of ladies. Like, no, this bathroom's not for you unless you identify as, a, I don't know. I'm not going to to get too politically correct here or, or vice versa, but, you know. I don't know. Us normal folks, though, these signs are confusing. That's all I have to say. <laughs> us normal folks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Us people that have been using regular bathrooms for the last, you know, 30 years, where, where the fuck are we supposed to go? <laughs> I don't know. You, well, I don't know. You'd even hear the counter-argument, like, what? So let me get this right. A man turns himself into a woman, and you're, you're just okay with that person sharing the same bathroom as your daughter? It's like, uh, I mean... I 
I don't care, really. <laughs> it's like, is that, is that a real fucking, is that a real fucking debate at all? I don't know. Maybe unless... I'll his cock. It's like, is that really what you want to know? Yo, I just want to know. That's that's the threat level meter. Because <laughs> probably if it's really small, he might be really rapey. We don't know. Yeah. He has a lot of bent-up bent up aggression against the world. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It, it, it's a weird one, though, but... Those, those ones that you just don't understand. See, next they're going to have his teenage bathrooms because they're going to, you know... Yeah, that's where we're going. Break, that's, that's they're going to break there. up that Nambla crowd. It's the age, because that's the thing. That's the age one. Just, just has a picture of, like, a kid with, like, his hat on backwards, arms crossed, <laughs> like, yeah, my bathroom. <laughs> my holding bathroom, cell phone, my choice. Holding with, hold with a cell phone, like, as a selfie or some shit. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like he's in there, like, taking pictures of his dick. <laughs> Well, if you had a teenage bathroom, you'd probably, you'd probably just have, like, you know, a lot more mirrors. People could take mirror selfies and all that type of shit. And, and then, then there's, like, the, like, the next they're going to have, like, the senior bathroom. Like, everybody's going to be, like, separated. There's just going to be, like, you're going to go into, like, a gas station. There's going to be, like, senior bathroom. Senior bathroom's probably going to need the most updates, but it's probably the most nicest, because they're probably going to have, like, heated seats. Like, the, te- the seat's too cold on my boat. Ex- all right, all right, Wilheimer, we'll, we'll get it it's to like, you. I want an ejection button so that when I'm done, I press it and I don't even have to stand up. It just launches me up. Yeah, or I want a robot to come by and jerk me off and wipe my ass all at the same time. I want that. I want that Charmin paper. You know it's good because those bears really fucking like it. Yeah, you gotta trust a bear now. A bear knows what's going on in life. (laughs) I'm a bear. That ain't mean like you. You see this poor guy, he's like, I just wanted to run a gas station. I thought it'd be an easy job. Now I got fucking eight restrooms to maintain. Like, <laughs> I'm more of a restroom stop than I am anything else. You know what? For all I know, I should just have a bunch of porta potties out back because that seems like that would be easier. You know, make it like a concert. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was the thing. Like, I wonder if there is ever that person. They go to a concert and they get to the porta potties, like, oh, no, no. Walks over to like some like some like guy who's not even like the f- running the thing. It's just like a security. Excuse me, do you work here? This I need a part real of restroom. Pod- what? I need, a, like, real I need restroom? a real restroom. That does not say unisex. Does not say men. Does not say women. Does not say zer. Does not say burr, ver. All the different adjectives. I need a specifically identified restroom right now. I wonder if they've ever. I wonder if that's ever happened by this point. Like. All we got is the porta potties. You can go ahead and just use whichever one. But you know, I need my special identifying bathroom that's for me. I wonder if they ever ever had that at all. Oh, they they pro- probably do. There's probably like just one. Of those like, just use any of them. They are all the same for everybody. They're communist restrooms. Oh, the communist, communist. It's like, oh god, I didn't know he was a, a gay Republican. <laughs> <laughs> just like now, I got uh, that wasn't them. even. I wasn't even trying to like add like an orientation. I just that, that's how a lot of it always sounds to me. <laughs> yeah, just like God, I, I mean, now I mentioned the word communism, and he's all against it, all up in arms. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. It's goofy, but wild, yeah. weird, and wacky world we live in. Oh, I know. Oh, I noticed. This, I'm going to just totally just side, just drive this conversation in a different a different direction because. I know we both got up. We really didn't get a chance to talk. Well, you talk about. I haven't heard the whole show yet, but I've heard you talk to it briefly about uh, with Brazil, very briefly. But uh, Sonic Mania, we uh, both got that. Oh yeah, yeah. And we we, we well, we sort of did record something once on one of the other episodes. It was like the the after we were done part, and then I was like, I didn't know really where to use it. It was only like fifteen minutes long, but 
Yeah, I know. Sonic Mania, and it's one of those ones, like, as big Sonic fans, obviously, if you go back through time, you'll see that not as much Batman, because I was, like, flipping through our old episodes, because yesterday was, like, Batman Day. It was the 25th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series, so I was like, oh, fuck, oh, wow. better start sharing some more Batman shit. And then I just started looking around, like, damn it, like, like every, like, five episodes has, like, Batman in the title almost. <laughs> it's like, take a pick. Yeah, exactly. So I just, you know, it was perfect because I released the Batman Harley Quinn one, like, right on that day. And then I just, you know, shared some of the other Batman ones, like our Mask of Phantasm retrospect and some drunk Batman things and so on. But, um, so, yeah, like, Sonic Mania, you know, Sonic being one of our other big topics, you know, if you look throughout time, Sonic's name appears probably at least, like, 20-plus times. But um, just to clarify, when we say we're Sonic fans, you mean, like, real Sonic fans for, like, like the hardcore right Sonic re- fans. For, for, for the right reason, not not that not the DeviantArt kind of reason. Oh, yeah, not, not the, I call that modern Sonic fans. I feel like there's kind of, like, retro Sonic fans, and that's, I mean, that's not saying you don't like the modern games. It's just saying, like, you started off with, like, Genesis CD era, and you went on, and then there's the modern fans. I feel like you started off from like Sonic Adventure time period, and you went up. And there, there's almost like a big difference between those two people. Mm-hmm. But um, Sonic Mania, to me, what it feels like is it's literally like Mario uh, or New Super Mario Brothers, but for Sonic the Hedgehog. Though I will say I like it more than New Super Mario Brothers. But my only slight kind of complaint to it is, even though it's it's as far as a game goes, it's pretty much perfect. There's actually nothing to complain about. My only complaint, though is that I just wish there wasn't so much, like, remake levels. Like, that's my only thing, is, like, there's way more remake levels than there is brand new levels. And as, as a hardcore Sonic fan, it's like, well, it's one's like, I'd rather just see all new stuff. That's why I love Sonic the Hedgehog episode, or Sonic the Hedgehog 4, episode 2, is it only has six levels, but all six of those levels are brand new. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this right here, I, I, I mean... Sonic's been kind of real hit and miss with me, and I bought this game as soon as it came out because I knew it was going to be good. I knew that it was, well, it's, it's a 16-bit, or not really 16-bit, but it's made to look in that kind of 16-bit style game. And it just looks fun. It looks like it was all the reasons you like the old-school Sonic games. And like, like you said, there is no real major problem with the way the game is. It's just, mm. it's kind of, it, this totally is made for <coughs> nostalgia, which I think that that's part of Sonic's charm, but it's also something they're relying too hard on. Because every, sing, not every Sonic game, but just about every Sonic game, or every other Sonic game seems to be like, here's kind of uh, another version of the Green Hill Zone. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of those ones like okay, like when they did, in Sonic Adventure Two, when there was that bonus level of Green Hill Zone, and it was, that was cool. 3D. That, that was, was really fucking cool. awesome. And mm-hmm. I'll say this: if something like Sonic Generations and Sonic Episode Four, or Sonic Four or Episode other. One, yeah, if those two didn't really exist, maybe Sonic Mania wouldn't be so like such, like that wouldn't bother me nearly as much. And as I said, the very light complaint, but. I felt like we've already seen the games that kind of did the thing, like, remember these levels? So it felt kind of weird to do that another time, like, remember these levels? And here's the thing, though. At least, I will say, at the same time, the boss battles, they're all brand new still. They're not, like, the same boss battle. So I'm glad that that happened there. It's not like they're rehashing that. And the thing is, is after about the first, like, two minutes of, like, not even that long, after about the first, like, 30 seconds of running through the level... Even though it has the same like aesthetic look and the same music, it is a completely different level. So I mean, like I will give it that kind of credit. So by that standard, if let's just say this is Sonic the Hedgehog Five, because that's how I kind of look at it as, I'm assuming that okay, well yeah, if he's running through Mobius, he's going to run through the same place again at some point. This is my only way to like, I have to find a way to make it like, why is this happening? 
So he's running through Mobius again, and you know, in the between in the last twenty five years or so, some of these areas have changed a bit. So though they look the same, they're twenty five years of the future. So it's different. That's how I kind of look at it. That's my only way to justify it. Well, they had like uh, I mean. The uh, more modern Sonic games always have cutscenes with dialogue. This one still has cutscenes, but it's not really all. Uh, it's not all like you know dialogue based. It's almost very much old fashioned Genesis stuff. And there's some kind of new emerald that plays around with time, and I, maybe it mixes stuff up together and mix matches different things. And it even kind of pulls from generations in the aspect because there is a part in because the original Green Hill Zone as you go through that it it is what it is if you play the game you play uh, generations though at some point you're kind of in these underground cavern type area and this totally pulls from that but puts it in, in like 16 bit mm-hmm. um, I I like this game more than generations I think this game is because oh I see, definitely do too because generations even though that was probably the last really good like 3D Sonic game. Um, yeah, yeah, that was probably like the last good 3D Sonic game in my opinion. Um, I feel like uh, this—it's it, actually this one's made by fans, so they kind of know what they want. Where before the other Sonic games would be like, it was either made by people who thought they knew what the fans wanted, so they're trying to figure out what they wanted, or they'll be like, um, you know what? Uh, throw a werewolf in there. I don't know why. Let's just see what fucking happens. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So they have that kind of thing where, you know, at least Sonic Mania, I mean, here's the thing. It's like there's, I think there's six new levels in total, maybe, four. There's, five, let's six. see, there's studio, well, even like the new levels, they're kind of like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this is a negative. The new levels, they're, they're still kind of like alterations, or not alterations, but kind of you can see they're inspired. Like Studio Opolis is meant to be kind of like, the third level from Sonic 1. Like a casino level. Or, or a casino level. Yeah, like that kind of vibe to it. Which, I actually, I really don't like casino levels that much in Sonic, but I really like Studiopolis in this game. Yeah. And then well, you get the uh, saloon, kind of like western level. That, with, that level's really cool. Yeah, especially, that's a deep cut, because I was literally surprised by it. I didn't want to spoil it for you, but there's like the one guy, there's one robot that takes the form of, of Knack the Weasel, Bean the Dynamite and Bark the Polar Bear, which is like, yeah. Jesus Christ, that is very, very deep cuts. Uh huh. No, like that that level was really awesome, even though I never got so pissed like on that flying level, because there was a couple of moments where Sonic would just like fall off the fucking plane. Like, why does he fall off the fucking plane? It's like, how am I supposed to be moving around? Like, it's like that never happened in Sonic 2. He just randomly walked off the plane. Like, there's still a couple glitches, and like that never happened to me, but I've that heard about like that. like three times. I was like, it, dude, look. it never it was, happened it was, to it, me. It, it's, it's the very end, I think. You just got to, like, not move at all. Like, when it's getting down, like, to the train, I mm-hmm. think it's one of those ones. It's like the glitch is, is that, you know, you're, you're getting ready to jump off, but it makes that jumping off point or point come, like, too soon. So there's a couple enemies, and it's like, if you move too fast, Sonic falls off. But other than that, though, it's like, that level's really cool. And then, yeah, there's a couple other ones in there, too. There's, like, I think a snow one, I want to say, was another one. And it's like, that that stuff, to me, whenever whenever it's a brand new level, the game's pure amazing. Like, five out of five is perfect as you can get game. And then it's like, when they do, like, the kind of the old levels, like, I'll say this, okay, Green Hill Zone, I get that. Like, that should have been, in my opinion, that should have been the only, like, old level was just, like, the game starts you off on something you totally remember, but then goes brand new as it goes on. But instead, it's like, they kind of pick weird levels. Like, I remember, like, when they picked, like, the second level, the song 2, and they said, like, yeah, it's, like, it's like number one fan favorite level is that second level. I'm like, 
who the fuck likes that level? Like, that people I, like even, the song. Even as a kid, I never liked that level. That was like you never my, liked Chemical Plant Zone. That's like my least. Sonic Two is my favorite game. That's my least favorite level in that game. I kid you not. Like, like the Chemical Zone, and maybe it's also too. It's like it's literally the second level, so you see it way more off. That's why I started to think. I'm like, well, you know what? Why people probably like it so much is because they never got that far in Sonic the Hedgehog Two, so they just like the second level because that's like. Oh, I got to the second level. I'm doing good, and that's probably like as far as I got. But I, I mean, just hate fa- that part when you get to like the, when you're with water, with the chemicals are rising, and you have to and jump, like, you block jump block, on the blocks, and the things can c- kind of sometimes crush you. I just hate that part so much. I always hate that part because it's like it's not slow. It's it's not fast. I just have to get through this part, yeah. jump from this, jump from that. Oh no, I'm drowning. Oh, I'm crushed. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those. It's not that I like. Yeah, it's it's not a level that like. I dislike, but I just don't look at it being like, oh my god. Like, I mean, my personal favorite level in Sonic 2 is Hilltop Zone. And I think that's got the best song in it, too. But, obviously that one's probably not a fan favorite. And then... And then some of the other ones like they choose, like they choose like the you choose the Oil Zone level, too. It's like, I hate the Oil Zone level. I mean, I, I mean it's, at that level right there, I'm not... I'm not I, I might get a lot of hate for saying this. I never liked that level back when it back in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And the thing about this game is... Sonic the Hedgehog, back when it was made, the, the the first four games, they were made by, like, people... Alright, kids be playing this. Don't make it that hard. These guys know adults... more Probably more adults are playing this game than kids. So they made the game a lot harder than this one, I thought. Really? I think, it's about, I think it's about the same difficulty as any Sonic game. I feel like it's a little harder in that aspects, because it's, it's more of, like, certain things about it want... not Like... To me, at least. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I'm horrible at video games. But to me, it seems a little harder in some aspects because I notice, to me, Sonic games would be more like you might die from like an enemy or you might die from other things like that, where I thought a lot of that this game, it was more like like there's the last level uh, mech where you're kind of going that city robotic runs and it's mm-hmm. more of like it's more of an obstacle course thing you got to go through the little like spinning balls that fling you up into the, like get on the other like gravity spinny ball thing and then there's springs there that you have to get through very carefully to get to the next spot like mm-hmm. that's that that kind of stuff always fucked with me and always like pushed me back on time you know what i mean like those kind of things like i don't remember yeah. seeing through, i don't remember seeing a whole lot of challenges like that back in the original sonic games really like in yeah. all the old sonic games like the last level mostly always always like that it's always pretty tough Mm-hmm. There's stuff like that. I remember there's stuff like that, but for no reason. Maybe it's been a while. I remember this one just seemed a lot harder to me, and like huh. it was always more of like time was the thing I was kind of worried about near the end of this, rather than getting killed by something. So at least on like the later levels of this game. Uh, but um, the thing that I, I really, I just what, what kept on fucking me on the um, on the on this version of the oil plant zone was the fucking octopus thing. That fucking the middle o- boss. No, 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 no! Not the middle boss. The uh, last boss of the of the oil rig. Because I remember where... you were telling me how hard that one was, and then like I rushed to that level. Like I don't think I, I don't think I had really any problems. I was trying to figure out what I was trying to figure out the whole time. Like what was the thing that Ryan had such a hard time with in this level? Because what happened with me? What happened with me? I'm not gonna lie, folks. I suck at video games, so I'm, I'm, it, it could just be me. But the thing about the oil, because what happened is when he's in the stupid little fucking ro- octopus robot. The, it would wrap around the platforms you're on, and if you just happen to be on that platform, it would just pull you down, and that's instant death. Or if it's submerged and you were by it, it's kind of like treating like a crush. So instant death. Like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Hmm. I'm trying to... 
Because for some reason I thought it had like there, it, it was weird. That there boss was, was kind of like the like was the like the octopus boss in number two where it, like it shot like the arm across the arm and the, and the, the fire. The, yeah, that was all doable. That's all easy. But you'd have to jump in and attack the thing and have to get oh, close. Yeah, and th- it's weird. There are several times I had so much trouble, and there's another time where I just got through it so easily. <laughs> I, I can't. Ex- that happens. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things like I feel like if you are playing with tails, it is kind of like easy mode to an extent because he can collect more rings for you and he, and he sometimes attacks. gets a second hit too in there yeah exactly so it's one of those things where i remember that actually there's i that took me several tries like you motherfucker because i kept on i got through the rest of the level fairly easy it was just always that mm-hmm. part and then once yeah. i and then it would be something stupid like i like the thing submerged right when i was like right by it or the platform pulled down and i didn't know that would kill me the first time around so it would always be something like that and then i finally beat it i was like fuck you motherfucker fuck you you know i like just got that full on like not like rage quip but that primal like i fucking conquered you asshole fuck off you know I think the boss that always gave me the most trouble in that one was the stupid metal sonic boss where you got to like fling the robots at him and oh. he's always shooting the goddamn laser at you at the exact same time as you're flinging it, so it's like... That one didn't give me trouble. That, I beat that guy in one try. Yeah, like, well, I, I played through it a couple times, so... Like, I don't know, when I played through it with Knuckles, I had such more harder time than I did with, like, Sonic and Tails. I don't know why. Probably because um, Tails gets that extra hit in. Maybe that made it easier, but it's like, God, it's like, you know, you hit it, it's like, if you don't get it timed right, then it shoots the wrong direction. And then at the same time, you know, the first couple hits are never bad. It's once you get to, like, the last two hits because you keep shooting that laser at you. So you're almost bound to get hit as you're jumping up because it's, like, all timed at the same moment. Like, that boss was kind of, like, I think that would be the most obnoxious boss in the whole game so far. Because I noticed they do, like, in every other thing. Like, here's a reboot of a uh, boss that from a, from a classic Sonic game. And then they do, oh, and he, or here is, like, a brand new boss. And there's, like, I like the one... At the, at the reef, when the lava reef, where there's the guy on the motorcycle just like swinging like some big ass like ball on a chain coming after you. I like that boss. That boss mm-hmm. is pretty fun. Well, the nice thing is, is there's very little of the reboot bosses. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I, that's why I was kind of glad because I thought there was just going to be. It's like oh, it's just going to have the same bosses like the old ones. Like oh no, it's completely different. I thought it was you interesting know? how like Robotnik. I'm like okay, we're gonna do it with Robotnik. Oh, Poyo Poyo Pop doing a reference to yeah. the Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Okay, I thought that was awesome. That's like I'm like that's so cool right there. Like there is things in this game that are just pure amazing. I just hope with whatever the second one they make is they don't do any more of like the remake levels. Just. 100% brand new. I, I don't think that will be the case because there'll be people like, oh, you know what they should remake now? It's like, oh, you little fucks. But whatever. You, you know, I mean, it, it's no different than new... I thought about, I, I keep looking at it like, you know New Super Mario Brothers? I mean, that's kind of how that game was. Is that game... You know, you go to play that, like, let's just say the DS one, the original one that came out. Technically, the levels were more like, oh, look, it's Mario and like, you know, the overworld zone. But now he's got some extra abilities and things like that. You know, it, it was kind of the same game over, just newly refreshed, I guess you could kind of say. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, I, once again, I like this one way more than New Super Mario Brothers. I think it's like New Super Mario Brothers, because even when that game came out on the DS, it was cool. But I always thought the pinnacle of Mario, as far as platforming goes, was 3 and uh, World. And that game kind of just focused more on, like, before 3 and World. It had elements, like, little elements, but not, like, tons of elements until, you know, later on in the series. Well, it's crazy how Worlds, there's actually kind of less in that game, but something about it seems so much bigger or more, like, I don't know what it is. Something about World just, because I I liked Mario Bros. 3 when I was a kid, but World was, like, 
that's essential. Because, I mean, you know, Mario was one of those things. When I was a little kid, most of my life, I've, I've loved Mario. But when I was a little kid, I was like, oh, I like Mario. And then I played Mario. Then I saw, before I even played it, when I saw Mario World, it became one of my favorite things. Just some of the mm-hmm. aesthetic and the look of the game just drew me in. And yeah. it's kind of weird because it's like, what do you got in this? Well, you got the Fire Flower, like always. You got the Cape, and then you got Yoshi. And then everything else, it's like, oh, you, yeah, but then like the other ones, it's like, you got a fucking outfit for every fucking day of the week. Have fun. Oh, this is Ice World. This is Fire World. This There's is fucking Cave World. Yeah. There's Giant There's World. Yeah, and then, but then it's just like, you get to Mario World, it's just like, oh, no, it's all on an island. Just have fun. And just something about that, I don't know why, because... It's, yeah, it's weird. I mean, that's where I feel like the, the hardcore, same. like, person who got Mario 3 when it came out, I could see where they might have played World and went like... Eh, it's kind of a lesser... I mean, it's fun, but it's not like Mario 4 I was expecting. Where, I, for me, it's like I probably played World before I played 3. Well, I don't... God, I don't know. That's such a tough call. Because I played both those ones really early. I'm, like, trying to think back. I remember playing... God, I might have played... Who knows, but still. I mean, I, I, I definitely played 3 before... It was weird, because for a long time... I remember watching my, before I played video games. I watched my brother play Nintendo all the time, and I didn't know for a long time because I knew of Mario from the cartoon. So mm-hmm. I was I remember watching him play Super Mario Brothers three, and not realizing it was Mario because his overalls are black. So I'm um, like, I'd always see this Mario game. Like, when are you gonna play this Mario game? Like, dude, I was playing that earlier today. Like, no, you weren't. And then like I realized, oh wait, that's Mario. Oh, his, his overalls are black for some reason. I just okay. Because, you know, it was blue in the other ones. I, was, I, was a, I wasn't the smartest kid. I'm still not the Wait, smartest kid. Which one does he have black overalls in? Because when you play the game, when you play the original Nintendo, he has black overalls in the pixels. I don't remember that at all. Look it up. He has, like, black... Here, one... one. Keep, keep it <laughs> going. Know, keep like... it going. Keep it going. I got something that's going to jog your memory. Hold up. One second. Yeah, here. Okay, what are you familiar? getting? No, I got this. I got this Mario. It's this pixel light up thing, but it's made to look exactly like the pixel, black and red. See? Well, in the Mario Three cover, he has blue overalls. He has blue overalls. In the original NES game, I mean, when they when they brought the Super Nintendo, it was uh, blue. But the original NES game, it was black and red. Well, yeah, I know the Super Nintendo one is blue, but I could have swore on that. Yeah, I guess it is kind of blackish. I guess yeah. it could be considered a dark blue at the same time. Oh, motherfucker. Don't pull that shit. Don't pull that shit. That is fucking black. That well, is yeah, red that, that and black. It's definitely black. But I feel like on the game, it just... It all depends on... Oh, maybe don't. What... <laughs> in your own perspective, in your own view It depends view on of your life. TV set. You may view that as black. Others may view it as blue. Fuck that shit. It was black. I guess it is sort of black. I don't know. I had a black and white TV as a kid, so everything was black. Okay. But. <laughs> it's just, I guess that's going to be like a, this whole new world thing. Like, wait, what? Luigi's green? <laughs> it would have been, cause it, except for I didn't, have a, I didn't have a regular Nintendo when I had a black and white TV. I just had a Genesis, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so, always like that one you tell somebody, it's like, I had a black and white TV. That was the first TV I had when I was a kid. Back when I played my first Super Nintendo. Yeah. Now I'm looking this up because I got, like, is my, 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 is my memory lying to me right Hopefully here? Hopefully that doesn't jack your recorder. 
Oh, shit, that's actually a good point. Uh, it's still recording, cool. Yeah, I got this very, very touchy recorder, folks. So, yeah, I'll just leave that alone then, but yeah. But yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I guess Mario. Yeah, Mario's overalls. I think it's one of those ones, like, it's that kind of weird thing, like, you see the cover, you see all that kind of stuff, you kind of, like, in your mind, it just sort of switches it to, like, what it should be. Like, it's like it fixes it for you. Like, your brain's like, we know what it really is. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I just, for a long time, I know, not why. When you're a kid, everything seems like a long time. So it was probably like a month, and then I realized, oh, that is Mario. It's it probably yeah. something literally like that. Anyway. Yeah. Might have been a week for all you knew, but as a kid, it seemed like a big week. Yeah, when you're a kid, it just like a, a month seems like uh, an eternity, you know? Then like when you get older, it's just like, oh, that was like, oh, you sure? Was that three days? No, that was a fucking month. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, Sonic Mania though it, it, it overall it's it is totally awesome. But as I said, like yeah, my only slight complaint, I just wish it just had a little bit more brand new levels. But for for the most part, they're all really good. And then I also like how you can actually play. There's a two player mode in it. You know, I mean they put time trials. Not like I really care about that, but that's cool that that's there too. And even the special zone, I like how the the main special zone is different. I think it's kind of weird that they do the one where you jump into like the checkpoint ring. I don't know why that one's just the Sonic the Hedgehog 3 one. Like, I feel like that could have been new. I, I don't know. That, that, that to me, just felt kind of lazy. It's like, oh, okay, well... I mean, because everything else is pretty much brand new. Even if it's a rehash level, it's still, like, brand new. And then that one's just, like, literally a rehash. Like, well, I mean, yeah, they, they, they up think, it a little bit for fitting on the screen, but that's it. I think it's interesting where they chose to actually take different parts of Sonic, like how the, um, the special stages where you get the emeralds those actually look like it's designed kind of after the Sonic CD special stages, but they make them look like it's out of like a early, like, you know, Sega Saturn game. Yeah. It kind of has almost like this, almost like Sonic's 3d blast sort of look too, mixed mm-hmm. in with when you played Sonic jam. Yeah. Sonic jam. That was one of those things where it just like, cause I remember here's what I was told Sonic jam was. It was like, okay, Sonic one through three and knuckles and get this. They got a game in there where you play as Sonic in 3D. I'm like, what? So I thought, I was like, okay, so you're getting the originals and a 3D Sonic game? You're blowing my fucking mind! And, yeah. my, and I went over to my friend's place to play it. And then I'm like, you lying cocksucker. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're running as Sonic through a museum. Like, I remember, and it was just one of those things <laughs> where it just felt to me, I get it. They're, they're experimenting. They're trying to build up to Sonic Adventure. That, that was, that was a test. But the thing about yeah. it was, it felt so like, trying to play that, it was just like, you're trying to have fun, like, yay, I can run in this little boxed area. There's nothing to kill. Yeah, it oh. wasn't that great. There's a spring. Oh, look, I can ride with tails and fall to the ground. Oh, That's I can go talk it. to Knuckles and then, like, Can't leave. Can't play as him. I'm just here. And, oh, look, I can, I can run, but, uh, okay. I remember just feeling like, like it was one of those things where it's just, like, not, like, That's going it. to the theme park. It's like, do you remember, this is going to be, like, some people don't even know what this is. Remember Tiny Toons? Now, do you mean Tiny Toons the game or the show? Tiny Toons the show. There's that episode where um, it's it's basically the it's the Tiny Toons summer movie, and it's like three different stories about like the different main Tiny Toons going on like an adventure like during summer, and by the time they get back, it's time to go back to school. Um, 
Remember, there's one which, whatever, the Daffy Duck ripoff character. He's going with the Porky Pig ripoff character's family. And it's basically a parody of Vacation. And they're going to, which, it's kind of weird, because they at some point were talking about making like a vacation cartoon for children, which is so weird when you think about it. Like, well, it's the like the movie's rated R, but it's one of those movies, I feel like it's just rated R for being more like real life rated R, not necessarily like it's rated R to be rated R. If that makes any sense, like, you know what I mean? Because like, the moments that make it kind of rated R always kind of feels like, like, well, that's like a real moment. Like when dad flips out and just starts swearing and just starts yelling at everybody. Well, that, that's a real moment. You know what I mean? I mean, then it's, I guess since like they're fucked, we already got swearing in there. I guess we could throw some titties in there too. The tits and the swearing are like the only two parts that really make it R, which is so weird. It's kind of like, because it feels like it could be a family movie if it wasn't for those two parts. Yeah. But anyway, um, they, uh, uh, or they're like, fuck you, cracker, or whatever that is, or roll up, my whole part. <laughs> But, um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He's like, fuck your mama. Yo, fuck your mama. It's like a couple <laughs> of things. Like, yeah. Well, it's it's like, uh, well, anyway, there's the part where they go to whatever theme park and they finally get there. It's It's been his whole, his whole goal to get to this theme park. And then they just go on the monorail around. And Plucky, that was his name, Plucky. He, he oh, was yeah. super excited. He's like, oh, look, it's that. It's this. It's that. It's not like, oh, that was a fun trip, kids. Let's go. They don't even go <laughs> on the, any of the rides. Just went on the little monorail that goes around the whole park and just left. He says, you can't be serious. That's all we're doing. That's all we got time for. We'll do it next year. <laughs> then, that's the feel of Sonic Jam. That's the feel of Sonic Jam. It's like you're getting to play in 3D, but it's just like you're in the safe little box area where nothing can hurt you there's no danger and it's just I mean, don't get me wrong. the collection itself is great and yeah. I remember that even gave like that was also one of those things like what other things await us in the strange epic country of Japan because they had like a link to the uh, they had a link to the Sonic the Hedgehog like anime movie which I guess probably wasn't out by then but like a uh, trailer to it so it was this thing like, dude, there's this amazing looking Sonic move anime that's in Japan and it's not here yet. And oh my God, I can only imagine how amazing that show must be. And then like it gets here, like uh, it feels like so many years later, probably like maybe four or five years later. And when it gets here around Dreamcast era, you're like, oh, eh, all right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's one of those ones like, ah, eh, it's not as good. I think with Sonic Jam, though, it's like, because it, it also, too, it, I mean, even if you, if you take it as a collection, it's like, it only has Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles. I wish it had, like, Sonic CD on it, or, like, the one game that I'm always so surprised it never appears on any collection. Yeah, Knuckles Chaotix, like, that's never on anything. It's like, why is that game not on there? It's like, I don't know, if, maybe there's like one of those ones like, well, you know, we had this guy, we had this company make that game. And, uh, yeah, somehow, some way he ran away with the rights to it. So, yeah, bad part on us, Sega. Well, you know how that goes. <laughs> Old Gil was in charge of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't know because it's one of those ones, like, it's either that or maybe it's, like, maybe it's too, for some reason, they have a hard time emulating a three. I they can't have a fucking hard time emulating a three two. If one fucking nerd out there can make emulators for every goddamn PC on a three two X, there's no way there's not some fucking nerd in Sega that can't do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, I always hate when they give you that kind of bullshit excuse when the company's like, "Well, you know, we're having a hard time emulating." Like, it's your own goddamn game. If fucking like some guy that doesn't go by his real name on the internet's making like all these games totally work fine, what 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 the hell is your deal? 
I remember when Sonic uh, Mega Collection came out for uh, GameCube, and um, mm-hmm. I was talking to this one guy, and you know, everyone has that one. You said that one nerd emulator thing, but like, everyone has that one friend that's a little that tries to act like. I mean, I know, I know, we do. I know, I do sometimes, but he tries to act like he knows what he's talking about when he really doesn't you know i mean mm-hmm. I, i'm not gonna lie i go with more of an estimated guess but then you have that guy who realizes he's in a corner and he can't get out of it but he just buckles down it just goes head on in you know yeah it goes goes and, with it yeah it just goes with it. i'm not fucking backing down i already said this and i remember um i said like oh yeah sonic mega collection it's really cool um i i wish that you could almost kind of like just because the only game you could save on is like Sonic and Knuckles, so I really wish they kind of like you know it's modern day. Might as well just maybe, maybe be able to save on other levels. You know we're already there. He says like, well, what are the, what are the other games on there? I list them off. I'm like, um, Sonic 3D, uh, Sonic 3D Blast Genesis version, and he's like, oh, that's probably pushing the GameCube to its limits. I'm like, um, no, <laughs> no. Um, well, well, it's 3D, so it's got to be in there with all these other games. Probably can't handle it. Like. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's more like composite. It's not. I don't really know. I don't know computer linguistics all that well. But it's. I can tell you right now, that's not the case. That's uh, like, well, you- and he's all like, yeah. Well, like they made fucking Wind Waker. They made fucking Wind Waker. A Genesis ga- era game is not yeah. gonna push fucking a, like Sega to its limits. He's exactly. like, oh well, you know, because. Different compiling, a different kind of graphic unit. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, dude, we're done. <laughs> we're just done. Get the fuck out. Yeah, another one always does that. There's just like those people, just, they just want to find a way to put down Nintendo no matter what. But There was that you know, one. That's always yeah. kind of... Well, cause one other, okay, there was, there was, of course, there was the main four games on there. And then they had... You could unlock... Is that the one you could unlock Ristar on, I think? You might... Uh, Baby Shaker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you could unlock Ristar. You could unlock Flicky... I think that was about it. I don't think they had anything else. Like, Sonic Mega Collection feels like it was this really big game, but when I think back on it, it's like, it's really just like Sonic Jam Plus. I think that, well, for, because that was, well, the thing about Sonic Jam is there was, that was like one generation behind, so. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's not that far behind, and then also, the cool thing about Sonic, uh, um, fucking Mega Collection is it had special features and things like that. It had artwork, and it had, had kind of like those bonus things in it. And then it was cool, because then they made, like, because at first I remember the, my first thing, I was like, well, why isn't Sonic CD on here? What the hell? Like, uh, if you're not, if you're going to exclude a game, why is that game always getting excluded? And then, they, you know, they finally put it in, like, in that second version, where... Gems like, Collection. Like, Sonic, yeah, Sonic Gems Collection. And that one was cool, because you got the Fighters game, because it's like, one of those ones, like, you could just not find that, like, anywhere to save your life, it seemed like. And then it had Sonic CD, had Sonic R, which, you know... Whatever, yeah. cool, cool. It's on the collection, but the only thing on that one too is like, well, where the hell's, why isn't um fucking Sonic uh or Knuckles Chaotix on here? Where the hell's that game at? I'm kind of wondering if they're like, I, I don't know, maybe maybe you tell me, but I, I've played just a little bit of it. But is that one of those games you think they're maybe a little ashamed of? Because something that game got a little bit of like, got like a little bit of shit for. We're just like, okay, look, you're running with these two characters, but you got to stop right here. We're on this platform. Open the gate. Use that character. Keep going. Oh, another platform. So you're using that character. Use the character. Okay, going on. So it was one of those things like, we're trying to teach him teamwork. Like, yeah, we can just make him move fucking fast, too. Yeah, I mean, it does have, like, the, the, the thing where they're kind of strapped together. I mean, it's a little weird. I don't, it's not like it makes the game bad or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You just got to get kind of used to it and things like that. But um, And I'm only going off I don't the know, first it looks two like levels it, it, I played. That's all I'm going off. Just the first two it's zones. It's one of those ones, like... 
it's just that kind of thing. I just feel like it's a collection. It's like that should mm-hmm. be on one of them. Like why not? Or even like when they did like they did the even better collection, which was uh, the Sega Genesis collection on Xbox and PS3. And it's one of those ones, like, I really hope that that game, since Sonic Mania came out, it's like, put that backwards compatible on Xbox One. That'd be amazing. That's one of the coolest fucking games. Because all the versions of there are, like, they're, like, the best versions of those Genesis games. Like, they look so amazing. If You can save in every single game. It was like, Sega really did a fucking awesome job. But they, you know, they put some games in there. It's mostly all Genesis games. But there's, like, a couple arcade and a couple master games. And it's like, can't throw fucking Chaotix on there? What? <laughs> Come on. Well, it's, it's even kind of weird how Sega gets with some of that. Because, like, I remember there is... You, you, I don't remember what the game is called, but it was kind of like there's the proto Smash Brothers with Sega. It was just all Sega characters. And, oh, Fighters Megamix? Yeah, and for some reason, for some reason, when they got down to Sonic, we're like, yeah, so to acknowledge Sonic the Fighters, we're actually just using Bean and Bark. You mean you're not using Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, the characters everyone knows? No, we're just using these two random characters or in this one game that never, you know, fucking came out anywhere else. Fuck you. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of... Yeah, that, that was like one of those, like, that game's an amazing game, mainly for the fact that it's just like, okay, you get your virtual fighter characters combined with your fighting vipers, which is like totally awesome, two amazing games. And then they throw in like, oh, cool, there's a virtual cop character... You know, there's a couple... I think you could play... I want to almost say you could play Shinobi in it, but I could be wrong. They have a couple other Sega characters. You could play as the Daytona racer car, which is kind of like just one of the... You know, <laughs> I remember that. That was like just like... A, it's just a fucking car. It just kind of swings. and it's, like, it's on like its hind legs or something like that. It's yeah, on exactly. wheels, but I mean. The only one weird thing they did is like, well, yeah, why isn't... Like, literally, if Sonic was the only character, like, was the only character... Let's just say you minus out all the other ones. You, you didn't even have Tails or Knuckles. Why isn't it just Sonic? Like, just choose Sonic. What? Like, nobody else. Like, if that's if that's what it's going to be, just one character. I mean, it should be Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. I mean, if you're really smart, it should just be all the characters from, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, why not? Like, just put them all in there. But still, I don't know. That's a weird choice. For, for a totally awesome game, it's like it's only, like, one thing. It's like, dude, it's like you had Smash Brothers before Smash Brothers. And I feel like that almost, like, was the one thing that kind of, like, messed it up just a little bit. Maybe they're just like, you know what? We got so much confidence in this. Fuck Sonic. <gasps> Yuji, I fucking said it. Fuck Sonic. <laughs> Throw in the fucking bu- duck and the polar bear. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay, I'm not so sure about this. Fucking do yeah. it. <laughs> that that, that might have been it. I'm not too sure. It could have ended up being one of those weird things like that, so. You, you never know. And the other thing, too, about like the Sonic's Gem Collection... This sounds like such a weird one. I feel like they should have just thrown in the Sega Saturn uh, Sonic 3D Blast version just just for the heck of it, just to have it in there for a collection reasons. Because that one is, it does look much nicer than the Genesis version. Well, well one more time, you kind of got staticky there for a second. Oh, I just said that um, you should have that in the Sonic's Gems collection. It should have had uh, the 3D Blast Saturn version, just because it looks. Remember- that one's just that one's just a little bit sharper looking and smoother than the Genesis one. And actually, it's more than that. It looks pretty darn good compared to it. I remember I had one of those friends who had like all the different systems, and the one who and he had set in, he had a Sonic three uh, uh, D blast, three D blast for Saturn. And we're watching it was just and then like it got to the ending, and then just like I remember it played like maybe it wouldn't hold up now, but I remember when he got to the end, it played like this slow soft pop song. And it was like this girl singing, Cause you're my hero, you're my hero. I'm just like, this is like a fucking movie. <laughs> I was thinking, like, they actually have a Sonic game with lyrics in it. Oh my god. Now yeah. I'm just like, 
oh yeah, I, I don't need the lyrics. We're fine with just the, all the 16-bit shit. But after seeing that, just like, oh wow, this feels so like I remember even what the cutscenes were. If that had like a 3D cutscene, maybe just Sonic and the birds fucking running. Like, yeah, we fucking did it, guys. Woo! Yeah, exactly. That's, I think that's all it really was. I don't know if I ever beat it on Sega Saturn for some reason. I beat it on Genesis back in the day, but... Oh, I remember uh, just seeing, like, the uh, when like it came out on Genesis and seeing the opening cut scene, and it was just, like, this 3D-generated, like, like you know, uh, cut scene of Sonic running, but it was so compressed and so pixelated and so gross-looking, but the time, you're like... Oh, my God, it's so amazing. <laughs> you, you, you just kind of look at your friend you're playing the game with, like... We made it. <laughs> we're we're we finally there. in the future. Yeah, no, that game, like Sonic 3D Blast on Genesis, like that was the game where you're like, holy fuck. Like, oh my god, dude. It's like, you, you would have you told your friends because you probably didn't have like an N64 at this time or something like that. You'd be like, dude, it's like 64 graphics on the Genesis. I don't know how Sega did it, but they did. <laughs> they realized, oh, that, they just like took like, it, those are, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I say it, it's like it's literally like Mario sixty four but Sonic style. <laughs> like that's how it felt as a kid. I kid you not. Like they, you you would have nowadays you'd sit down and compare it. You're like, what is that fucking retarded at that moment? <laughs> but, well, I remember I was just it was one of those things. Like now I see how it works, but it was just kind of one of those things. Like I I had a Bugs Life for Nintendo sixty four, and this says a lot for the time. This is the time when sixty four games are like sixty to seventy dollars. Bugs Life like twenty five bucks. Um, Ooh, a discount. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, they uh, did not actually have cutscenes for the game. They just had, like, stills of the movie with uh, text over saying what happened. And I remember, like, just seeing, like, a still from the movie. You just be like, oh, it can generate that? And I was just like, one of those things, like, duh, they just fucking took a shot. They just took a screenshot pixelated it down, slapped it on the fucking cartridge. But as a kid, I was just like, but that's on the movie screen! Now it's on the TV! And it's on the Nintendo! It's like, yeah, yeah that, that's how it works, dude. <laughs> I remember that just blew my fucking mind. See, I remember that same reaction from True Lies on Genesis, because I was like, oh my god, they got scenes from the movie in here! It's practically like you got the movie on Genesis! <laughs> it was just like, at that time period, I'm like... Some some other game probably did that. I'm assuming, assuming that's definitely not the first one to do it, but that was probably the first one I had that did it because I was like, well, Terminator 2 didn't have those kind of cutscenes, and nor did, like, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, nor did Last Action Hero, like the other, like, Arnold games I would have had at the time. So I was like, oh my gosh, the cutscenes is there. It's like, and it's like, it looks just like the movie. For younger listeners, you got to keep in context, this is the same generation that was, like, amazed by the yak back. Oh, yeah, and still is amazing <laughs> look, this day and age. Look, look up Yak back if you don't know what it is. And that's Yak spelled Y-A-K. And back spelled B-A-K. Just Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, that's how it's spelled, so it's not Yak. 90s! Yeah, minus those letters out. We don't need them. But yeah. We're a minimalist society. <laughs> exactly. We got our own lingo. But, yeah. I just hope for Sonic Mania 2, though, that they do actually. I, I think this is a good stepping stone for Sega. I hope that they go smart from this point on and start doing more things like this. Because once... I don't know how many times I've said it here and everywhere else in the world, but Sega has so many of their... You know, they got more stuff than Nintendo has, by far. They probably have double the amount of games that Nintendo has. It's weird to think that, but Sega has so many different franchises that just sit in a closet at, like, Sega Japan and just... Nobody touches them. 
Well, let's let's think about it for a second. So we got the obvious one, Sonic. We got Channel Five. We got Shinmu. We I'm got Virtual Fighters. Channel Five is this? It's the huge. In Japan. One. I, it's shun- huge. They they throw la anywhere they fucking can. I know it's not <laughs> one of like, our it's favorites. Also, like it's like that's. I mean, like okay, in Japan it's a little, it's a little bit bigger character, but in America that character is like such like the forgot one. It's like out of all the Sega games you could have named as number two. <laughs> and I'm not saying that like, there's nothing wrong with the game. It's got Michael Jackson in it. You can't complain if it's got Michael Jackson in it. But. I'm just getting the ones out of the way. I'm afraid I might forget. That's all yeah. I'm doing. All right, and then you got so you got Virtual Fighter. You got uh, Virtual Jack, Cop, Virtual Jet, Jet Grind Radio. Didn't you have it's not the it's not Bruce Willis Die Hard. They have a series called Die Hard, right? The arcade game is that Sega. Well, there's the, there's the Die Hard. There's the first the one is like a Bruce is a Bruce Willis one, and then I think it's for once once they lost their licensing, so they're like fuck it, we'll make our own game. And there's like Dynamite Cop, and then there's Zombies Revenge. So you have games like House that. of the Dead. You have House of the Dead, of course. That's one of the few ones they do still sort of like you know, Altered Beast. Been, yeah, Altered Beast. You got. Um, Shinobi, of course, probably being like the other like really big one. Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, Echo I mean, the Dolphin, even, yeah, Echo the Dolphin, Ristar, like you know, Vector I mean, like, Man, no, Vector Man, yeah, they're, Alex I mean, they're, the Kid, are, yeah, Alex the Kid. Those are some of those ones. Like, there's there's a handful of them that like I'm like I don't think that'd be like their first choice, but I think something like I feel like Streets of Rage. After you see Sonic Mania, it's like, dude, why don't you guys just make a Streets of Rage four and do it like the exact kind of Sonic Mania way, or a Golden Axe four, do it the Sonic Mania way. And just kind of like, I think it's a good stepping stone where Sega could, I think Sega could really like, almost in a sense, take over that like, I guess, small game market. I'd say indie game market because obviously it's not, it's not indie if Sega's doing it. But you know what I mean? Like that, they, they could, they Retro. could, I like this. They could just compete with a bunch of single men <laughs> that make video games. Just solo guys and Sega. <laughs> Sega's coming in to take all their jobs. That company that made Dust, you just have like just Sonic knocking at the door, Knuckles behind him, just like... Like well, Dust is like a test. big one. I'm thinking about the ones where it's only like one or two guys that makes it. Like Retro City Rampage, something like yeah, that. Yeah, like Retro City Rampage or Axiom Verge or Stardew Valley or um, even um, the Hotline Miami. I think that's only got like a couple guys on it. Sonic just like walks in. He, he can run in, but he's just going to walk in. Like, ah, oh, so you guys looking all nice and cozy in here, I see, huh? Well, you know, just, like, just puts his feet up on a desk, knocks someone's shit over. Exactly. Just like, like you know, yeah. you, you could be problems if you just keep it up. You know, you might it's nice and safe over at Sega if you guys want to come on by there. Like you actually got you guys have the money. It's like, what the fuck you saying? Grabs him by the collar. <laughs> but really, I think it's one of those. If Sega just hired like a handful of those indie developers, now who knows if they 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 might have their own plans of what they want to do. But let's just assume they have nothing better to do but make games for Sega. <laughs> like. It just grab those guys and just go, hey, you guys make a Streets of Rage one. You guys make a, a you know, a Shinobi one. You guys make, um, I'm just trying to think, like, the ones that I know would do probably pretty dark well. Before they're totally forgotten. That's the thing, though. It's like, the Sega waits any longer. You know, like, I feel like you could probably make, an Echo the Dolphin, you could probably make another one of those. Again, like a 2D one. Mm-hmm. You know, you could probably do... Um, I mean, especially since Shenmue 3 is coming out, it's like, I feel like this is a good time for Sega to kind of jump back and, like, say, hey, we got some stuff that needs to be kind of made before it gets too late and then it's kind of forgotten. Like, Alex the Kid, I don't think anybody gives a fuck No, no one gives a fuck about Alex the Kid. I was just trying to say another name. You know, it's not that Alex the Kid's a bad game, but it's just one of those ones. I mean, I'm not saying... Somebody probably could revamp Alex the Kid and make it fucking awesome. Because, you know, I'll say this. You know what's a similar game to Alex the Kid, I guess you could say, like, modern is Shantae. 
Oh, like, yeah, I feel I feel like if you did Alex the Kid and you did in the Shantae style, you could probably sell Alex the Kid a lot better. Alex, yeah? What did you wear a bikini? Uh, but You're getting I, a sex I'm, I'm a boy. Too. <laughs> I'm a boy. We don't give a shit. Alex be, could be a woman's name, too. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You'll be the you'll be the first unisex like video game character. Yeah. You're yeah. both. You can use any restroom. Now you better... <laughs> If Shantae outsells us, the terrorists win. <laughs> yeah. Can't trust the terrorist. Can't have a gypsy. I'm sorry, that's fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, but, um, I'm sorry, that's fucking horrible, I know. You know, it's one thing kind of cool. Is there's, you know, the Sonic Forces game. There's a costume where you can play as uh, the main character from Jet Grind Radio. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I'm like, that's kind of cool. That that's a step in the right direction. I, I still wish don't. Feel I just that that Sonic Forces game. Chances are, I'll probably get it. But it's one of those things. Like, all right, 3D Sonic. Maybe you're gonna improve upon some of the shit that you were working on before. That's good. 2D Sonic. There we go. Awesome. Awesome. Like, hey, we get your own creative character, which is like, I, I I get it. I get who you're reaching to, and it's not to me. But at the yeah, same it's not time, to the classic generation. It's to the I, modern generation. And I get it. I, that's probably going to get them some money. That's going to get some extra buys. At the same time, like, I don't need... I, I mean, I'm probably going to have to just, you know... I'm not sure how how wide the creation is. But I'm, if, I, if I am, I'm just going to make some joke characters. Just like most ridiculous, like, Sonic OCs. Like, this is Sancho, the platypus. He, too, has the power of using chaos control, and he's the long-lost brother of blah, 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 you know, of a clone of Sonic and that, you know, whatever. Yeah, just some long bio that's unnecessary about it, but... Or this is Marcel Snoop, the muskrat, you know, or just, like, the most random fucking, like, OC. I got a feeling it's just kind of like, okay, you can be a dog, you can be a hedgehog, you can be a cat, and here's the color. I'm guessing it's going to be something kind of like that, probably, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, one of those kind of things, but I don't know. It's just still going off Sega. It's like, I think about other stuff. Like, you know what where I think they could also excel is they could probably, like, these the other kind of games is they could just make arcade games over again. Like, say, like, Crazy Taxi. Make, like, Crazy Taxi 4 or 5 or whatever the fuck they want to call it. Make, um, you know, like, just take a lot of those ones, like, and just make, just sell them for, like, 10 bucks on, like, fucking PlayStation Store and Xbox Store and Switch Store. Like, I just feel like Sega could just make copious amounts of money just by making sequels to old games I mean I guess you could technically re-release stuff too but no no do, do fucking brand new shit that's what we want we forgot Fantasy Star Online we forgot that one um, no, not Fantasy Star fuck Fantasy Star Online make Fantasy Star I don't know I'm just saying a name I'm just oh, saying yeah. a name I'm not trying to I'm just saying that will probably make money though of Fantasy yeah. Star Online I'm just saying yeah that got that got hostile quick I'm sorry did, where did it touch you Point to the well, doll. No. Point, point to the Mario where it touched me. <laughs> point to the Mario and touch me everywhere. I'm going to circle that. Because <laughs> here's the thing. It's, it's, I'm not saying above. anything against Fantasy Star Online, but ever since they made Fantasy Star Online, they've never made a Fantasy Star game anymore, like a regular turn-based one. Mm-hmm. You know, they literally just said, like Sega was one of the first companies to say, fuck turn-based. Fuck them up their stupid ass. We're going <laughs> online. We're going to be the future. We're hip. We're Sega. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's how Sega's always kind of been. Sega's the one to literally throw their like throw the past away and say fuck it we don't need to remember this burn those books throw them in front of them so they'll remember um, <laughs> yeah I, what's I the worst like, thing that ever happened when people burn books I think that's the reason why so many <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's the reason why so many um, why so many uh, 
Sonic parody, not parody, but ripoff characters did not last because Sonic himself is meant to be like, yo, bro, I'm edgy. Where everyone else is like, okay, let's try and copy the very of the moment edgy character. The thing is, Sonic was group focused to death to be the super likable, like appealing character. 90s you know? kids. Exactly. So it's one of the, well, even his original, like, Yuji Naka, even the original drawings of him. He still looks like Sonic, but he has like these he has like these weird fangs, his quills are a little bit more ruffled, he's a little bit more shorter and stockier and kinda hunched. And they're uh-huh. just like No, it looks good, looks good, but what if we just and they really had to fight tooth and nail in order to make him like soften up and like make, looking. make him look more like kind of Felix the cat. So, you know, um I'm not gonna lie, when I first saw Sonic, I thought he was like punk rock Felix the Cat. Yeah, that's kind of how he he has that look. The eyes, you know. So, um, but no, but um, so that's the reason. I think it's the character's design alone, which has kind of made him last so long. But um, regarding that, though, I, I, I literally remember hearing, like, a statement from Sega. And who knows, maybe they withdrawed on some of this. But it was this period where, like, they were laying off a bunch of people. And it was the most cold, calculated statement ever. It wasn't like... It, I kind of give him some credit for it because it wasn't like we're at Sega or a family, but sometimes family has to go its own way. So clear all of this shit out of your box. You know, it was more like, yeah, no, we're uh, moving towards mobile gaming. We're planning to move forward. We're not looking to make very many games off consoles, off that, or anymore. Say we're just looking to mobile gaming, pachinko machines, and arcades. We still may continue the Sonic franchise. Very, like, cold calculus. We will still continue that. And, like, it was just very cold, very, like, business, no joy, no nothing. Just very much, like, you were, that, that's where you feel the most profits are at at this current time. So, it was, it was, it, it, I mean, less less soul than what I'm saying right now, I remember. Yeah, and it's just one of those ones, like, I mean, sadly enough, it's like so many Japanese companies did the exact same thing. I don't know what it was. Konami. Yeah, Konami did it. Capcom does it. Everybody's kind of doing it. And I feel like, I will say this, like, you look at, like, the list of um, all, like, the kind of, like, on the, like, just the PlayStation, Xbox, Steam. It doesn't matter which one it is. Nobody's really jumped in and said, you know what? You know where the market might be is what about to be in the, the small game market? You know what I mean? Nobody's really jumped. I mean, there's the, of course, there's the indie creators. Uh, really, I'll say the only person who really fucking has, like, jumped and raped that market more than anybody else is fucking SNK. Because there seems to be, like, an SNK game come out, like, every week. Now, granted, they're just old games, but... Nobody else is doing that. Like, SNK is the only company that's throwing out, like, here's Metal Slug, here's King of Fighters, here's Mark of the Wolf, here's all, you know what I mean? Here's Fatal Fury. Here's Samurai Showdown, and we'll throw out different versions along the way. And we'll throw them out in random-ass order, because who the fuck cares? Did you already buy this one? Maybe. It's another two bucks. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, SNK. You know, but nobody else is doing that. Like, literally, like, look up a Sega game on PS4. They're not there. There's some on Xbox One, I will say, but... There's a lot on Switch. There's Sega games on Switch now? No, a lot, a lot of SNK games. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, the SNK, they're, but they're on all of them. You know what I mean? Like, on Xbox, on PlayStation, on Switch, they're, they're always there. We made jokes like, about Sonic being, like, the town hooch. It's more like SNK, like Terry from <laughs> Fatal Fury, just, like, leaning over, crying, like, hey, fellas! <laughs> Yeah, now, t- now they're becoming the new, like, they'll just show up on, like, everything. I mean, like, and then they'll pull the random-ass SNK games. You know what I mean? They got, like, the baseball one. That you, it's like, you remember from, like, a Neo Geo <laughs> thing. You're like, oh, what the fuck? I forgot about that shit. 
Yeah, the robot baseball one. That's what I always remember as a kid. It's like, oh my god, it's a robot baseball player. Like, this is so futuristic. <laughs> Times. You know, but like, so it's like SNK's doing it, but literally, not even Nintendo's doing it right at the moment. Nintendo doesn't even have their own games. Now they're probably making it, they're making a build up. We know what Nintendo does, but I just feel like, okay, nobody's taking advantage of that market. Like, dude, perfect example is I feel like, okay, we talked a bunch about Sega doing it. Well, here's another, two other companies that could do so well if they just did this. Is Konami and Capcom. Like, mm-hmm. they could, one, they could just, one, just put their old games on there and just release them at, like, you know, eight bucks a piece, like fucking SNK does, and just says, like, whatever, here, here's a bunch of our old games, we can just make tons of money off this. Two, they could just start making, like, more sequels to, like, those kind of old games, like, you know, more Contra games, you know, more, um, trying to think for Capcom, like, see, that's like, well, okay, I guess you could say they were doing it for, like, Mega Man 9 and 10, and they kind of said, fuck it, not doing as good as we wish. You know, I mean, I guess you could say they got the Legacy Collection, so that's, like, the closest thing, but... Another stout Devil May Cry, maybe. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Devil May Cry, like, I guess because those ones are a little bit newer, so they don't feel like they're... But, like, you know, I don't know, it's like, yeah, it's like, there's just certain kind of, like... I, I guess I just call it the small game market that's mostly all indie games. I'm surprised that none of the big companies jump on that. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I... see it every once in a while. Like, Halo did it sounds weird to think that Halo did, but they made that, like, that Spartan one. It came out, like, on the phone, but then you could get it on Xbox. And it was kind of cool. It was, like, a top-down view game, and it was, like, a twin-stick kind of shooter, and you just kind of did little missions and everything like that. So it's, like, some companies have done it, but that's about it. Yeah, you know, you think they would. I feel like that's one of those things that, like, why the fuck we've been trying to appease the Americans? They now play just only first-person shooters and all that. But I feel like first-person shooters are starting to go by the wayside, and we're starting to see more, like... I mean, even though, um, I mean, one of the biggest games that a lot of people were looking for, or two biggest games over the last couple of years, was like Bloodborne and what's the other one by the same guy? Dark Souls. Um, Dark Souls, yeah. Bloodborne and Dark Souls are like two massive games that like people here love and they're Japanese. And, you know, Nintendo is always going to have their audience, but then like Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild came out, was pulling from those. And mm-hmm. people like responded a lot more to Zelda, and Switch, I believe, is still selling pretty well. So yeah, you know, um, I feel well, like mm, good. Oh, I was just gonna say it's kind of weird though, because like when you play like Bloodborne or Dark Souls, they don't feel Japanese at all. Those games feel absolutely nothing Japanese. I mean, maybe if you mm-hmm. get really deep into them, there's gonna be some Japanese moment in there, but because I can never get into them. Like I thought that I thought the game I don't know but when I was going into it like it felt like it was going to be like oh this would be kind of like Castlevania and then it's like oh no I know what type of game this is. These are those games where I feel like at the end of the day I should punch out a ticket and get paid because I'm doing so much goddamn work. And I don't and I don't really like video. Once a video game starts to feel like a job, I don't think that's very much fun. Obviously yeah. some some people like working. I'm not going to put anybody down for doing that, but for me it's one of those ones like if you really want me just to go kill three guys, run back to the safe room, deposit your stuff, Go back out, do that again. I don't want to do that. That's not fun. I don't want to. I don't want to fucking work. But um, yeah, it's one of those ones. It's weird though. They don't feel Japanese at all. Like until somebody told me that those games were Japanese, I would probably, if I was just playing it, I would have thought they were European. That's what they look like. They probably took a lot more inspiration from American games and European games lately because they probably want to try and sell it to more like worldwide. Well, and, and we, we've talked about this before, but there's a lot of games, that have, the Japanese games that sort of sold out for a European, for a Euro-American audience. You know, Devil May Cry 5 did that. The last Castlevania 3D games did that. Um, you know, there's a handful of them that just kind of, they got rid of their Japanese looks for it. Because I feel like Dark Souls is one of those ones, and we'll wrap this up real quick, but if that game was made like 10 years ago, it would have looked 
anime as fuck, I bet. Oh, definitely, yeah. Big oh, eyes. If that, if that came yeah. out for PS3, it would have looked like... I mean, it would have looked like Devil May Cry. You know what I mean? It would have looked fucking badass looking and everything like that. Instead, they kind of went with the Euro look. And I mean, don't be wrong. That, that appeals to the American audience. I, I get it. I, but for me, it's just... The, the look isn't really there. And then, as I said, I don't really like... The, that's that type of gameplay. Like, I don't know. I think it's just when you get older... I want to play a game. I don't want to have to, like, work. You know what I mean? The days of, like, working in video games, I feel like, that's, like, that's for kids, you know, who have free time. They'll, like, punch in a fake time card where you're not actually getting paid. Not looking to, uh, not looking to totally um, destroy that argument, but what was walking back and forth through tall grass for hours on end? Well, that's when you're catching stuff. I think that's yeah. a little bit different. See, that, that type that's, of training, that's I don't still- know what it is. That's it's it, still a little it bit sounds weird, but that training is when it's uh, it sounds weird when it's in a turn based game, it's not so bad. And here's the thing though, is like in Pokemon though, I don't have to run that's like this game is like I mean I guess you do technically if you want to like change your Pokemon out, but like in those games, like turn based games, like yeah, you run back because you gotta maybe heal at some point, but most of the time you could just take like tents and stuff with you or potions and heal along the way, which I mean I guess this one probably eventually you'd get to that point, but this one still felt like I couldn't just save anywhere. I had to always run back to the room and save and do that over again and over again. And I mean, if you get into the game, yeah, it probably is kind of cool and things like that. But yeah, that style for me is, is, is the ones. I'm not saying anything against the game. It's just for me, I just, I'm, I'm kind of done with those kind of games that are like so hardcore. You got to fucking like, you know, every like two minutes, you should be fucking saving and being grateful you actually went back and saved. Because if you don't, Guess what? When you die, fucked, fucked, zit. See this? You know, see this tear tattoo I have? That's for every time I. I that's for every time I had to die inside Bloodborne and get all my items back all over again. See, it's like and even Pokemon. Like, okay, see this Pokemon? whole sleeve? That's my second mission. Yeah. Perfect example, Pokemon. If you die in Pokemon, you don't lose all your stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just fucking take your eye out of the drink. Yeah, yeah, it's got splashback. Not washback, literally splashback. Like, yeah, this bottle of, this bottle of, uh, whatever just splashed into my face. Okay. But yeah, but well, we, we, we went on for so long there. It's funny how it is. You can have, like, no topic and you go on for even longer than anything else. But make sure to check out Pizza Boys 3. It's up on Amazon right now. You can go there and you can get it for free if you got Amazon Kindle Unlimited. If not, it's only three bucks. Then you can also check out Pizza Boys 1 and 2 on Amazon, or those ones are also on Comixology as well. So you got choices. Also, if you want to support the podcast, we'll have some type of Amazon link you can click on. Just buy whatever. It doesn't make a difference. It won't cost you any extra, but it'll at least help us out a little bit. You know, just use that Amazon link to get to Amazon, and you're helping us out. It's it's a real easy way to support the podcast. Check out oldmanorange.com for more podcast cartoons, music, and more. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunnigan. We'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange.